BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. up y'all welcome back to another motherfucking episode of kill the mockingbird i'm your host sean chris with my homeboy catalyst jones along the ride with us what's good man what's good brother you know just uh enjoying the rain out here it's been raining like a motherfucker out here i don't know how you guys been doing with the uh the weather wise Uh, i just got out of the swimming pool right before we jumped on here Well, don't get me wrong. The last few days have been perfect. It's been like in the 70s, so I can't complain about that. Nice. Yeah, that is the perfect weather. But, um, yeah, the weather out here in Cali has been hot as fuck. And, you know, it's just how it is this time of year out in Cali. Hot August. Yeah, you you get used to it. And it's been hot on the presses, man. Everything has been all kinds of news, man. You know, like... Uh, Man, the Newsome stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't. I didn't really clip nothing of that, but you know, he had his little meltdown, and he looks scared. Plus, the fires. He's trying to blame that on the federal government again, even though Trump's not in the office. So you'd be. It's surprising that he is actually blaming it on the federal government. But 
Yeah, I think his meltdown might have been um, for optics because I've seen him afterwards looking pretty fucking confident. I mean, you know, his auntie Nancy Pelosi, um, they they have fucking um, they have investments in <clears throat> Dominion voting machines. So, I mean, and they want to talk about mail in ballots for the recall vote, too. So we'll see what happens, bro. I don't know. I think they're going to try to rig this just as much as they rig the other shit. Yeah, like uh, they're going to definitely do the mail-in ballots and all that stuff. So that's going to definitely flood the market with that. And we're going to see what happens. But I don't know, man. It's looking pretty scarce for him because I think there's that guy. What's his name? Kevin Adams or uh, that people are talking about. There's like a, a, a old school type liberal type uh, that's getting a lot of buzz that a lot of people are actually in favor of. Right. Um, <clears throat> not just him, too. We got... Um... Uh, man, his name is, is slipping my head right now, but yeah, that cat. Yeah. Larry Elder looks pretty promising. The only thing is, is we need to endorse one or the other or else they're going to get split votes and it's going to fuck everything up. You know what I mean? But that Kevin guy, he actually came to my work a few times, um, when he was campaigning, uh, 2019, 2020, and he was getting some stuff wrapped for his campaign and I, I talked to him and I asked him, you know, I was like, you know about Q? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, if you, uh, you believe in it? And he was like, oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm on board with him. Yeah. I, I think, like, um, that's interesting to say about Q. I actually this weekend watched uh, Vice. Obviously, Vice is very biased. But I saw their, um, they had a little mini series searching for Q. It was pretty interesting, The what I took from it, from, like, uh, being someone that doesn't, like, really indulge it too much into Q, like, I obviously, like, I go through everything as the news as everybody, but um, it seemed like they're really boxing in everybody as um, Islamic terrorist type if you, like, go against the government. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you planned on getting into that uh, later or whatever, but yeah, there's, there's definitely some shit heating up about that. And I think that we all need to take notice of what's coming down the pipe. Oh, for sure. Well, let's, let's keep it light right now. I'm gonna keep it light real quick. This, uh, 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 today in propaganda. They're cute. They're snuggly. And they've given us much needed company during the pandemic. But can your pet get infected and spread COVID-19? To find out, we visited UC Davis Veterinary Medicine Teaching Hospital. We do know now that dogs and cats can be infected with SARS coronavirus too. Hey, Vivo. Dr. Jane Sykes tracks animals infected with COVID, like the ones on this USDA chart. Data through mid-July shows 217 cases in the U.S. so far. More than 40% of those were cats. Researchers believe that's because cats have closer contact with humans compared to other pets. They often are very close to people's faces when they're sleeping in beds with people. So you're saying because cats are more snuggly a lot of times. Yes, a lot of times, yeah. While Scottish researchers euthanized one cat because it got so sick from COVID, Recent studies show the vast majority of infected cats and dogs exhibit mild symptoms or none at all. The important point is is that the infection is spreading from people to the animals, not animals back to people. Unless they're wild animals. Unless they're wild animals. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Domesticated animals are fine, but not wild. If it came from a bat, it can get to a human, but not the other way, like not from a human 
to our human to a dog, not from a dog to a human. Bro, UC Davis is literally down the street from where I live. And yeah, and that is who I, that's the hospital that I called in that video when I asked them about their test to be able to differentiate between regular Corona or COVID-19 and the um, Delta variant. And they said that they're still using the same PCR test. So they're using the same test that came up positive on a fucking pawpaw fruit, fruit, and they're telling us that our animals are getting it now too. So like you said, propaganda. Yeah, and like it, it's crazy too because they're really just trying to make us feel like we should be completely isolated. They're like, you can't be around your mom, your dad, your brother, your cat, or your dog. They're coming for your pets, folks. I'm telling you. Can't even have a fucking pet, man. What the fuck? It, this is clown world, right? Because I keep waking up thinking I'm going to wake up in regular world, but it's still the same reg- clown world that we've been in for the past fucking year and a half. I don't I don't think that I'm going to wake up in regular world. Yeah, and it seems that way because a lot of the things that are like unfolding, especially with the Mockingbird media, the way they like to portray things. Um, here's a perfect example. Like, uh, you know, in France, they're having a lot of protests, a lot of... Um, demonstrations a lot of things are getting uh, a little rowdy over there because uh the vaccine passport you know they're they're against it uh you know italy too but uh, in france uh i got a little clip right here on npr they pretty much downplay it and they make it seem like well not that many people are against it and this is what they're trying to do to a lot of us they're trying to ruin people's morale of seeing that there's a lot more people that know that the government doesn't have our best interests. And a lot of people believe the same thing, not necessarily the same things we think, but they have the same common goals, but they don't like us to know that. And that's what this clip kind of highlights. More than 200,000 people amassed across France today for a fifth round of demonstrations against the so-called health pass law. As Rebecca Rossman reports, the law took full effect earlier this week. Led by the far-right Patriot Party leader Florian Philippot, demonstrators in Paris shouted, Macron, we don't want your pass, while carrying signs that said liberate us and corona madness. France's health pass requires people to show proof of vaccination or a recent negative COVID-19 test to enter bars, restaurants, cafes, or to board a train or plane. But recent polls show that despite the vocal opposition, the majority of France's 76 million people support the health pass. Government data shows nearly two-thirds of the eligible population is now fully vaccinated. And the government says it expects to reach its target of vaccinating 50 million people by the end of August. For NPR News, I'm Rebecca Rossman in Paris. So basically, you see how she made it seem like... Well, not that's just a few people that are against this vaccine passport, the majority, which is not true. And uh, another thing that was pretty cool that I saw a video of, um, you could, I think it's, it's Wake Up Melbourne, uh, uh, Melbourne. I think that might be the, uh, the name of the guy's Instagram or the girls. And uh, they had a video of in France. So since they can't go to uh, restaurants and stuff, they brought tables and chairs and like outside and they had this big old like and they <laughs> like outside in the outside square and they were just eating like and people brought food and their own stuff. They were like, fuck it, man. We're just going to do it. If you won't let us eat in the restaurants, we're just going to all pack out here in the middle of, t- of the square and just uh, have tables and the cops were not too happy about it. Were they bringing their own food or was it the restaurants were actually serving them outside? No, no, no. They brought their own food, their own tables, their own chairs. 
Oh, so they were like, fuck you. We're coming out in public and doing what we want. Fuck you. Exactly. I love it. I love it, bro. We need to start doing that out here. I mean, uh, th- that's basically what's happening in New York. They're just not getting the pushback because unfortunately people in New York seem to have, um, nothing dangling between their fucking legs right now. Well, I don't know, but it was really hopeful to see that video that was floating around when all those people were like happy that Cuomo was gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely happy party tits is, is getting out of there, but I, I hope that he, he faces the criminal charges that he deserves to face rather than just these freaking um, these me too movement charges. You know what I mean? Because he's a mass murderer. It's not definitely. But what I figured out is um, I think he resigned because if you resigned, they're not going to impeach him. Right. So him not being impeached, that helps his political career. So four or five years down the road, he's still good to run for something. And that's what I think he's doing. Man, I hope not. I feel like, yeah, that might be part of his tactic, but I really feel like he's stepping down right now to take, take eyeballs off of the fact that he mass killed elderly people. Oh no, I I agree 100%. I think the whole, this whole scandal was pushed out just so he could not, so he had a lighter fall. So he didn't have to fall for the real scandal of, of the nursing homes. And then what I think it is, is that then they found a a little, another loophole was, Hey, resign. They can't impeach you. And now that, you know, it, it benefits your political career. That's just how I'm seeing it. I'm just looking in through the eyes. If I was a political manager and what would I want to do to, I would have to clean up something somehow, right? I would, and I would be like, you need to distance yourself from the situation. So you resign, you disappear for a while. Uh, new headlines come aboard. Other politicians get people mad. They forget about you. Then later on, they roll tapes of how great uh, people praised you for your COVID response, which is crazy when they had the most deaths and they praise him. But people are dumb like that and they'll, they'll follow, follow suit. Do you think they're helping him get the lightest sentence possible and be able to come back like how you were just describing? Or do you think that they're basically letting him be the fall guy? Because I, 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 I'm leaning more towards they're making him the fall guy. And I think Fauci is going to end up being a fall guy as well. I think Fauci is going to be the ultimate fall guy, him and some probably other like CDC guys and a couple like uh, people like that. But I don't think that's going to happen with uh, uh, Cuomo. I think he's going to hide under the radar. He Remember, he's a bloodline, you know? This is not just, right. like, some bureaucrat. So I think they want to save face because they later on might be like, he might be a good tool to run for president. And I wouldn't be surprised because look at Biden. Biden has had plenty of moments, uh, uh, blurbs, and before, you know, president or vice president that uh, putting his foot in his mouth and saying the wrong things, and he still got the opportunity. So I think they just hide him away. Doesn't mean it will work, but I think that's the strategy. Yeah, definitely. I think that they they basically just pick the they prey on the weak, right? So even though he's bloodline, he's gonna he's he's a, their puppet. Uh, do do what we want, you know. And he might have gotten out of line with these sexual scandals and everything, but putting putting um, elderly sick. COVID-19 positive patients in those nursing homes was part of the, was part of the elite's plan the whole time. So he was just carrying out their plan. He's nothing but a fucking puppet. And and I think it's funny that his brother has disappeared from CNN right now as well. Yeah. And they said, you know, oh, well, it was a planned 
uh, vacation. But I mean, the timing's crazy. And the, like I said, I think on the other episode, or I've said this on previous episodes, is okay, cool. If they never wanted him to interview Cuomo ever, then I would be like, all right, that's a cool. That's what you feel is the right thing in your organization. But you can't interview him when things are going good and then when things are going bad you're like oh it's a conflict of interest it's like well it doesn't work like that right and that's exactly my thoughts too i I was thinking the same fucking thing it's like you've been praising your brother this entire fucking time like what's the difference here there's two sides of this coin but really it's the same face i don't know i hate these families cuomo's pelosi's gavin gruesome's they all need to go down Yeah, and we got to figure out because, like, that's the whole problem with the system is all these bloodlines continue on. And, like, that's kind of like will lead me into my next clip where we're talking a little bit about, you know, the whole Taliban thing. I I picked this clip because I know there's a lot of clips about what's going on in Taliban. uh, uh, I mean, Taliban, uh, Afghanistan with uh, with the Taliban, kind of similar to what happened in Vietnam. You know, like they got the embassy and people are trying to get out and uh kind of just left people behind you know what i mean nobody really cared they just this happened recently and this clip that i got is china kind of embarking on this uh taliban movement and it seems like they're kind of using their uh belt road initiative i think last time i called it silk road silk roads that uh um that drug website <laughs> yeah but the, the yeah that one that was the dark web website. Yeah, I always get it confused yeah. for some reason. Uh, the Belt Road Initiative, and it looks like they're trying to kind of rope the Taliban in it. It was quite the photo op. China's foreign minister, Wang Yi, wearing a gray suit and stern face, posing with nearly a dozen senior members of the Taliban, including its chief negotiator and top political leader, Mullah Abdul Ghani Baradar. This very public, very sort of overt engagement is definitely a first. Medea Afzal is with the Brookings Institution in Washington, D.C. Although there have been informal backroom talks between the Chinese and the Taliban over the years, Afzal says this is the first time they were held so openly, which she says is a boon for the militant group. Basically, you know, it was maybe the, the most significant stage that Baradar has received, the Taliban has received in terms of international legitimacy, uh, in terms of sort of how the Chinese foreign minister interacted, even the, the things that were said. Foreign Minister Wang Yi called the Taliban a pivotal military and political force and urged them to hold high the banner of peace talks. All this while militants are capturing territory in Afghanistan and remain disengaged from the peace talks. Roger Baker is with Stratfor Rain, a risk intelligence company, and has been monitoring Afghanistan for decades. He says China doesn't trust the Taliban, but is hedging its bets. They still claim they don't pick sides, so they'll work with whoever claims to be the government of Afghanistan, so long as it keeps their interests stable. Baker says China's overriding concern in Afghanistan is security in part to help protect its economic and investment interests in the region, including a massive infrastructure program known as the Belt and Road Initiative. Well, this might piss off a lot of people listening to this, but uh, shout out to the Taliban. <laughs> they're out there liberating. That's that's the way I see it. Like people, they're being portrayed to us as a terrorist organization, but they're out there saying, don't tread on me. Like, I, I don't give a fuck what any American says. Do your own research. It, it, they are 
they're doing what we should be doing here. What I see is like just us going over there and then like bombing them and like being in that situation where people feel like you're like if they some if China came over here right now, uh, you know, CCP came in and invaded and they, they started bombing on our, our streets. We wouldn't consider them trying to liberate us. We would consider them trying to destroy us. Right. That's we would perceive it a whole totally different way. Bro, they already are infiltrated in us. They already are here. The Chinese has their stranglehold on all of our politicians, on all of our media, on everything. They're already here, bro. And then remember they had that uh, embassy in Houston that they had to leave. Remember they were burning all those documents. I believe there was a lot of like uh, issue with that, but it, it really all boils down to that they're all in it together. And, and I think it's more a little bit like... Um, they're going to start bringing this back. ISIS is coming back. <laughs> I think they're bringing back all the hits. It's like the same old bullshit. You know what I mean? And now the boogeyman is China. Like it used to be like Russia and like they're, they're just changing guard of who's the number, the enemies, you know what I mean? Who's the bad guy of the world. And obviously from their perception, they probably pitch it to their people and their allies as we're the bad guy. This game that we keep playing that is obviously just to benefit the elite to continue to pay for the pharma, uh, big pharma industrial complex, the military industrial complex for these machines to keep going. They need to do these things. But I think it's uh, just kind of comical that they're just playing it like this like when we've seen these roles already like we're seeing china just backing up the taliban knowing that that's what we would do um if like uh kuwait and iraq right kuwait and iraq don't get along we're gonna back up kuwait because we don't like iraq you know what i mean stuff like that it's just it's just ironic and it's just like funny how we keep playing the same games it's the same playbook dude they never fucking change it and and i i I'm curious, not curious, but I'm skeptical if China really is backing the Taliban, if they're funding them or anything like that, because from the the research that I've done, it seems like the Taliban is a group of people right now that are pissed off with the way that their government is pulling tyranny over their own people and they're standing up against it. They're banding together and, and rising against it. That's the way I see it. And I know that they're painted in America as a terrorist organization, but you know what else they're painting in America as a terrorist organization? Anybody that, um, that doesn't agree with lockdowns and all this COVID nonsense, anybody that thinks that the election was rigged or stolen, we're being called terrorists right now. So, I mean, how I mean, can we, we trust just, anything? We should just get into those clips. Uh. A Homeland Security issued a national terrorism alert warning that violent extremists could take advantage of the easing of pandemic restrictions to conduct attacks. Now, this updates the alert issued in January after the assault on the Capitol, and it warns domestic terrorists fueled by online conspiracy theories pose a growing threat. See, that's kind of like the same thing. And remember, ISIS was put together and funded by the uh, the United States government to fight the Taliban. That was the whole reason why ISIS, all these organizations, is the same thing that the central intelligence agencies and other agencies do. They they plant these uh, counter groups to fight each other, to uh, divide the country to where someone could come in and, and go, OK, let me come in here. And then they take control of all the resources. 
Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Clinton Foundation fund the Taliban with all of their arms? I'm not sure about that. I I, I would think I think with uh, that Taliban, I know like we armed our, most of the people. We've armed them. Uh, to, right. we, we even won. ISIS. Yeah, ISIS. Well, we started ISIS. We built it. Yeah. And, um, and just like we gave weapons to the Iranians, we gave weapons to Saddam. Um, because we give weapons and give funding. Uh, not always necessary to just give them weapons, but sell them weapons and give them these opportunities because we need them for something, right? We need them to be a power hold so we can get from this country or we need this resource. I mean, it's not just a coincidence that we went into Afghanistan and then right after we went into Afghanistan, the, uh, the opioid epidemic went through the roof. You're right. You're, yeah, I agree with you 100%, bro. It's, it's ridiculous. It's um, it's a game of cat and mouse. It's like um, we we're able to uh, make it seem like these people, these organizations are the enemy at the same time. We're funding them through the back door and we're telling them, all right, be ready when we need you. Yes. And it's it's just like this constant of fucking with the world of where you're uh causing all these different organizations and of course they're going to turn because once you think that you could get more power or you can get more people to follow you you're like well fuck the u.s we already got these weapons like we did what we were supposed to of that or who knows if they're still controlled and how controlled are they how many of those people are maybe mercenaries that are hired you know like remember in iraq and in afghanistan where they were talking about back in the days the blackwater uh soldiers the mercenaries that were getting paid so yeah. there's a lot that goes on and goes into it Here's Lesser Holt uh, talking to, uh, I think, a DHS uh, member. I think it was NBC, uh, some evening news. A new terror alert has been issued by Homeland Security tonight. Pete Williams is here. Pete, what do we know about this? Well, DHS says this new terrorism advisory is not based on any actual threats or plots, but it says there's a rise in anti-government rhetoric. Some of it is opposition to COVID public health rules like mask and vaccine measures. Some calls for violent action are based on claims of election fraud or a belief that Donald Trump can be reinstated. And DHS says the coming 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and religious holidays later this year could be catalysts for violence. The last terror advisory was issued in May. It expired today. This new one says domestic extremism remains a threat priority, Lester. All right. And just like we've said on this show, it's the same thing from when, when the first terror alerts. Now we're going to start getting the orange. I'm waiting for that little orange, yellow. Remember the meter? Uh, that that. Yep. And get away from the death count. We're going to get the meter back because you've seen it. They said exactly what you said. COVID restrictions. Um, if you believe there was fraud. And see, this is the thing. They put- and the Trump can get reinstated. And I'm see, sorry. See, but, you could, but even if you don't believe in the reinstatement, like what if I just believe there was election? Even if I think like, okay, Trump can't be the president, but I still can think like you're telling me. There I was can't. election fraud. Exactly. Like there was something going on behind the scenes there, not even behind the scenes. It was out in the open. There's so much evidence showing the other way and you're not allowed to question it. And if you question it, you're a fucking terrorist. I'm sorry. We're not against government because true government is the people. We're against these tyrannical motherfuckers that have taken their jobs so seriously to think that they're better than us and that they're our fucking rulers. You're not our fucking rulers. You're our representatives. You're supposed to represent us, not fucking rule us. And that's a fact. And they want us to look at them like that. 
And that's why a lot of people get upset. And being upset, and that's the thing too, is demanding things. They're acting like, well, you shouldn't demand anything. Like, as if we're supposed to just bow down to them. Just like since I've said the beginning, the defund the police movement wasn't shit. The, the police movement, the defund the police movement was not a, a anti-government movement. That was a 100% government movement that wanted yeah. not just, yeah, they wanted to defund the police. In so order. they can gain gain uh, uh, their own police, their own police, a state police force, a state right? Police that force. is operated federal, by the government, a, a federal, federal police, police force. It's not get rid of the police. And these people, they, they show them propaganda, like the whole George Floyd thing. They're going to show you all these things to trigger people and to pull on your emotional fucking strings and touch your little feelers and get you to rise up and get pissed off and say, yeah, fuck the police, defund the police. No, fuck that. Defund the media because there's bad police. Yes, there is definitely bad police out there. But is there bad doctors out there? Do you hear people saying defund the hospitals? defund doctors because that's the number one fucking killer in the United States number three. is malpractice. Number, number three. three. I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me on that. I just say it all yeah. the time. That's how I know. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not cops killing people is not even in the top 10. Well, no, there is a lot. And like you said, there is a lot, a lot of things that they need to be improved like that. We've been talking about for years about, uh, demilitarizing the police, um, making uh, them be accountable for what they do, and then also ending the war on drugs and, and putting that money, instead of putting that money into militarizing the police to fight drugs, put that money into schools. Like, that part's cool, but you see, the, the thing is, that whole defund the police, you could tell right away because they weren't talking about these key issues or things that could actually change. It was just like, defund the police, and then we're going to get these social workers. And to me... I translate all that into having more control to where like every situation, like where they go, Hey, you know, you kind of had a crazy post the other day. So we sent some social workers to your house. And then from there, it's going to be a federal police, which is going to have no accountability because they're going to be like, if you already didn't, if, if you, if you went through the social workers and got destroyed and you know what I mean? You, you, and you were still upset and you got more aggravated. Then by the time you get to those federal police, they, they can do whatever they want to you. Absolutely. And that's already where we're fucking headed. And, and to backtrack a little bit, um, you, you were saying in these areas, some of these areas that actually really did defund the police and, and what happened? The crime rate rose. It skyrocketed. The fucking murders skyrocketed, right? You, you look at these cities like Chicago and Oakland where they really did defund the police. And these are high crime areas already. Why would you defund the police in these high crime areas if you're not trying to, I, there's an agenda behind this and, and it's so in your face. And, and the fact that people can't see it is really frustrating a lot of times, but I also understand where they're coming from because what they're seeing on the TV is not actual truth. Right? So like me and you, we, we fucking, we might have a nine to five job, but we're also paying attention to what's going on while we're at our nine to five job. But then when we come home, we don't watch the mockingbird media from fucking five to nine. We're not being brainwashed by these people. And I think that that's the biggest killer in our psyche right now is the media. And I mean, we talked about this in the last episode, but fuck Obama for making that shit 
okay to to spread propaganda and these people don't even realize that they think that they're turning on the television and that they're being told the truth so they honestly in their heart think they're being told the truth but in fairness it's not just him as well as because they, they were already putting propaganda on us they just kind of made it legal uh that's like really like it was already being done it wasn't something new because even when you look about the propaganda they're doing now, like you just look back to that, I think it was 76 or 78, somewhere around there with the swine flu, um, where they had their swine flu outbreak and they were putting commercials out telling people to get the vaccine. A lot of people got sick and injured and some unfortunately passed away. It just seems that they keep pushing these things on to us like they want us to believe only what they say like and now we have the capability of looking up all types of stuff and when you get into arguments i think it's funny because people will be like oh would you see that on youtube and i'm like you do realize from the past 10 years that college kids that get degrees um are taking classes on youtube and online like it's the same thing like i'm listening to a professor uh, uh, a phd i'm listening to to different biochemists like different stuff like that What's the difference right. that they're on YouTube? But they want to. Oh, I love those people that yeah. say that. All you got to say is, oh, where'd you get your information from a Rockefeller book? Yeah, yeah. Well, then they don't even really know that. They don't even know what to respond to that because they go, what is it? Most people don't even realize who Rockefeller is anymore. They think it's like just Jay-Z's record label. Yeah, that's fucking crazy too, right? The best trick the devil the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Although right now he's in your face as much as possible. Let's uh, check in on our buddy Alex Jones and see what he has to say about this. It's one thing when Alex Jones goes, "Hey, it's in this document. They're going to declare us all terrorists. It's in there." And I get people wouldn't go look it up. They thought I made it up. Now it's all over the news. Oh, you're a terrorist. Screw you. You're the globalist terrorist. You're the Nazi, socialist, commies, authoritarians, whatever you want to call it. Telling me an American that I'm not essential and that that another lockdown's coming and I've got to put up with it. And I've got to take an experimental shot or I can't fly on an airplane or I can't have a job. Fuck you. Fuck you. I got plenty of words for you, but at the end of the day, fuck you and your new world order and fuck the horse you rode in on and all your shit. <laughs> you know, my bro, I, I'm, I always have mixed emotions about that guy because of some of the podcasts that he goes on. Like he's on Rogan. I don't trust Rogan. He's on um, flagrant too with uh, Andrew Schultz. Oh, I don't I trust them. Oh, I love, I love Andrew it. Schultz. That's like one of my favorite. I'm going to go Dude. see him in September 10th in, in Detroit. He, <laughs> he is fucking hilarious, bro. And I do listen to his podcast because it makes me laugh. But as soon as they start talking about the vaccine, I got to turn it off because he fucking, they're all vaccinated, bro. And like, they are, but I, I do think that, like, they give a good perspective. I like their perspective on it because they're like, we are vaccinated, but they also don't think that everybody should get vaccinated. They're not telling, they're not constantly telling people you should get vaccinated. They're just saying, like, we are vaccinated. The last episode I listened to was when Alex Jones was on there for the second time, and I haven't listened to another one since. Yeah, and the only reason, one, the only reason I listened to that episode was because Alex Jones was on it, and he's always fucking crazy hilarious on that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> last time he was all drunk, man. That shit was hilarious. And then they got into, Both the, times. They got into <laughs> Both beef times. with uh, Joe Budden. Yeah. Joe Budden was That, was, that was a few months back, though, yeah, right? That was a few months back. Like in June yeah. or July. 
Yeah, Joe Budden did like almost a whole podcast on them and they were like wearing it as a badge of honor. So I was like, yeah, shout out to you guys for that. And he still was talking shit. Joe Budden would fuck Andrew Schultz up. I bet you in a fucking fist fight. Yeah, (laughs) I, I, I think that that all these people have good information, right? Like I listen to everything like, because I feel like I could get something As you should. because it gives me more perspective of what more people are thinking instead of like, Oh, this side and this side think of this. I like Rogan as well. I love listening to Rogan. I understand what people say, but I think that it's, it's hard to say too. Cause like we can get conspiratorial, but also just looking at it like, man, Look at the money that he has that I don't have, the the, the mouse that he has to help feed because it's more than, you know what I mean? You have a whole network of people. It's not as easy as, it's easy for us to say that not being in that position. You know what I mean? So like, because we're not, we're in a different position of where we're coming up as that. But I know that a lot of people got sour on Rogan and I'm not like, because uh, I wasn't listening to podcasts for a long time, but I know a lot of people that I've heard, they don't like it because he was talking a certain way and seemed that he would dance around a lot of the conspiracies. And as he got bigger, he distanced himself from it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when's the last time Eddie Bravo has been on there? He hasn't had Sam Tripley on there since like for like four or five years. You know what I mean? And I used to fuck with Rogan Hart. Like I used to love his podcast. Um, it was almost when he switched to Spotify when I was like, you know what? I'm not listening anymore. Like, Oh, he had Alex Jones on after he went to Spotify. So I did listen to that episode because I I mean, I don't agree with everything Alex Jones says, but you got to think about the past year and a half. He hasn't been wrong. Man, he's bad. He's like, they say conspiracy theories, uh, theorists are averaging a triple double. And it's crazy because all the stuff that we've dealt with and, I I do agree because like it's tough. Like I, I I just try to say that because I don't know his situation. Because I can say whatever I want, but I don't have any sponsors. I don't have anything. You know what I mean? I don't have anything. And when I do try to get sponsors, or if I do try to, it's going to be things that they already know what I'm talking about. They already can I, have a, a product out there. And I don't know. Like I could see it both ways because I do know that he's helped a lot of comedians out there. And then it's like there's a bunch of people we but, can't but trust. Take a look at take a look at some of the comedians that he's helped out. Right. You got like, um, uh, Michelle, uh, that girl that was on the Epstein flight logs. Um, Sam Tripley talks about her. I can't think Michelle something. Um, and, and I don't trust, um, Oh my God. I don't trust Whitney, um, Cummings either. Like she's super into Hollywood. She's, she knew exactly what the fuck was going down with a lot of the shit behind the scenes, because like there there's rumors that she was involved in rituals going on at the comedy store. So if you're telling me that like Joe Rogan hasn't been approached and compromised, like the status that he's become, because let's be honest, dude, he's funny, but he's not an A-list comic like he's not an a-list stand-up comic he's he's damn good at doing podcasts but give me a fucking break dude that guy's had an amazing fucking career and he's mediocre in everything that he does yeah i mean that that's a fair argument i i could give you that that's a fair argument i just think that also there's just stuff that we can't explain all the time you know like Maybe it is. I, I just like to look at it as like it could be some influence because, of course, things can be uh, influenced because we know there's a lot of behavioral science going on. There's a lot of things that 
are trying to get us into uh, uh, a certain way. I wasn't going to get into this, but like it's kind of pushes perfect into this is like I have a little clip uh, to explain what nudge theory is. And that's what a lot oh, of, it. of what's going on, I think, in society is they're trying to nudge us into certain directions to get us to do what they want. They call it nudging. The idea is that people can be convinced to make, quote unquote, the right decisions by positive reinforcement and indirect suggestions rather than by beating them over the head with it. And it's an idea that governments have been quick to embrace. Joining us now for more on the power of the nudge, David Halpern. He is chief executive and board director at the Behavioral Insights Team, and he comes to us from London, UK, and we're happy to have you in the colony, as it were. Hi, nice is to that, be here. Very is that a CIA you. thing? Let's just start with this. What's behavioral economics? Well, it's basically trying to make a realistic model of how people actually behave as opposed to, for many years, particularly in economic models and actually in political models, we make these rather naive assumptions. We think if we pass a law, something will happen. If we, if we change a price, something else will happen. And often it turns out people are much more complicated than that. So essentially trying to use psychology, if you like, to build a more realistic model of the person and then build sort of policy and practice around that. So basically like formulating people into... Um like telling them what direction they should go, what they should be, how they should be. Um, it's not necessarily the CIA. It's more like these think tanks. There's all these think tanks around the world um, that, you know, like a World Economic Forum. They're not necessarily a think tank, but they're similar to something like that. There's these other ones like, uh, what's it, Cambridge uh, or Analytics, right? Cambridge Analytics, a uh, couple other ones like that. These think tanks, they try to figure out what the public is, is how to change the public's mind, how to sway them to do things, uh, all this behavioral science where they're trying to understand how to get people to do what they want. And whether it's through propaganda, whether it's through um, fake news, uh, all kinds of shit like that. Every possible outlet that they have to them is, is what they're going to use. And this is that old, um, not even a theory, but you ever have one of those friends that like had to be right about everything and everything had to be his idea or something like that, you know? So like you would plant seeds in their head to make them think that they came up with an idea that you already fucking came up with, but you were like, let's just make this guy think that he came up with this. That's what nudge theory is in a nutshell, basically is, is to make you think that you made that decision with your own free will, but really it was already a seed planted in your head to make you fucking think that way. It's manipulation. And to me, manipulation is manipulation. That's something that you have to, I, I just don't think it's right at all. Like, I think that people should have their own free will. Do I think people should be killing people? No. Do I think people should be doing certain drugs? No. But I think they should have the free will not to kill somebody because that's embarking on somebody else's free will. But if they want to do a certain drug or something to themselves, that is their own free will and their choice of doing with their own body. You know, our creator could have been... He could have created us in any way that he wanted to. He could have created us to be obedient. He could have created us to be total slaves. But instead, he gave us free will to make our own choice, whether or not to be good or bad. And there's bad people out there that are trying to manipulate your thoughts into doing the wrong thing and making it okay. That's why they're they're de- they're desensitizing you with everything that you're watching in these programs. When, when they have kids hour where you have a fucking ridiculously dressed tranny who 
is basically lap dancing and talking to these kids that has no business being there that's desensitizing you when you watch war movies that's desensitizing you and it's all put out there for a reason and that's why we need to destroy these mockingbirds because it's not just the media as far as the news goes and these fake snake news uh channels it's hollywood it's everything that you consume on a mainstream basis is put out there for a very specific reason to plant some sort of seed in your head it wouldn't be approved if it wasn't 100 percent, and that's why you see the big things that are pushed the things that are put out there for us to kind of whether it's a TV show, whether it's a movie, whether it's a song, like, yes, that doesn't mean every single artist is some kind of like controlled, but they push certain, even if an artist comes off us with a song organically on their own, they're going to push it a certain way. If they feel the message will relay what they're, the goals that they want. If it, if it matches up with them, they're going to do it. And they're going to push that artist because that's when you start seeing them change too. When we've seen these with these mega superstars, you know, the Gagas and uh, the Nas X's, you can see them literally changing and not just on a changing of a level of like embracing who they are, their sexuality or whether that may, whatever that may be, it's they're embracing this more dark art and they may not see it as that. Maybe they really are embracing it and understand what they are doing or maybe some of them do not understand what they're doing. But they are trying to portray this like image of like uh, not just not evil, I'll say, but just more dark, like and try to just be the dark side of life. They've been doing that since before you and I were even put on this flat plane. All right. Um, you go back as far as as um, blues, like some of that stuff is like talking about the devil and then you get into the sixties with rock music and everything. And it, a lot of it was very satanic. Then you go to the seventies and disc the whole disco era was to get people into doing hard. So the sixties era was music was influencing people to gateway drugs. And then in the seventies, it was, it was uh, moving people into hardcore drugs. Then Fast forward to the 90s, because in the 80s is when we started to see crime rap, right? That started to take over. And then you get to the 90s and it was all about like the drug dealer was the big bad motherfucker, right? Like drug dealer. Now in this generation that we're in, it's the drug user is the one fucking putting out the music and spreading their used drug message on top of the fact that all these people want to get to where they are so bad that they're willing to do whatever the label is telling them. So there is satanic agendas involved in it. And I don't care what anybody says to get to a certain level in the musical industry, you sign your soul, your soul is gone, bro. And you are nothing but their puppet. And you have to do exactly what the fuck they tell you to do or else they just take it all away from you like that. And that's why we see so many celebrity deaths that are so-called um, accidents and so-called suicides and drug overdoses. And no, these people were tired of playing along and they got they got taken out. It, it, it seems that way. Like and I see some things like that to where it could play out. But I also know things that where I think people get spun out and I don't uh, like and burn out because they don't understand what's going on or maybe they do find out and then that's what kind of gets them into this uh downward spiral that like kind of crashes them you know and and implodes them 
and there's something going on and there's these obviously the people that are are picking up on a lot of the stuff are having messaging and symbols in in these videos and stuff it's just hard to tell because a lot of people also do like to play games and like to play on stuff. So I think that there's so much mystery because they're trying to hide so much about the occult of what is real and what's not that 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 they try to put it out there now. But it, it is very strange to how it's so acceptable because, you know, like just remember, like you were saying about rock and stuff. Remember that oh, that's the de devil music and it had such a uh, people standing up against it. And now, like, Converse drops that, like, little post with, like, the pentagram and, you know what I mean? That all these... Oh, about the little Nas X Nikes that yeah, was supposedly Nike. had blood in it and it said 666 on the side of the shoe. Yeah, they're really, like... It, like they're just throwing it in our face right now. But remember and, that, but through time, though, but through time, comedy, uh, music, that's what I'm saying is that they've always done this. And I don't know if it's always... Uh, right to say it's like always an occultic thing because a lot of times it's a fuck you it's a I, oh we can't do this we're gonna do this now in this age i can get it it's more it seems different because it's not a shock value anymore it's not like in 1970 when someone dresses up as the devil or you know what i mean like it's some because that's a shock value i think now they're still trying to maybe so it's like borderline to tell if it's shock value or if it's actual like occultic uh ritual so and i think they like it like that's perfect because some of it is and some of it isn't so that way you don't know and it's it's harder to tell right but not not to just put it directly on these artists and, and music but that's just another tool that they have at their um at their ex at their in their arsenal another tool that they can use against us is music but um let's let's uh backtrack to why you played that clip in the first place is that's just a seed that they're planting in you because that's another manipulation tool that they have now as far as like these musicians that they don't get to where they are without selling their soul same thing with the major um anchors that you see at these news stations like cnn you, your cuomos your lemons your all these people don't get to where they are unless they have these certain ties with people and they're going along with the, with the agenda. It's a fucked up world that we live in, but this is the world that we live in. Well, and you are right because they don't even hide it anymore with operation mockingbird. They literally put the guys from the CIA on the show. They put them uh, as an anchor. They, they, the people, Cooper, who worked with the CIA, uh, Brenner, what's his name? Brenner's all over, uh, uh, not just him, all uh, tons of CIA, um, ex-CIA and ex-this, ex-general, ex all these people entangled in the military-industrial complex are the guys that are giving you the news. Damn it, Sean Hannity has a fucking CIA pin on his jacket every fucking night. Well, why do you think Sean Hannity never talks about fucking the Arizona audits? Why didn't he talk about cyber supposed? Like, why isn't he talking about this shit? They're Fox is worse than any of the other fucking news organizations because they're supposed to be on our side. The other new news organizations are clearly not on our side and not telling us the truth. But Fox is is the worst because they're in Trump's words, rhinos, they're, they're, they're not reporting on the things that they should fucking be reporting on. 
there is no news outlet out there in the mainstream media that is giving it to you straight fucking forward, which is why I think people like me and you are blowing up so much right now with our podcast because people want to hear truth and nobody else out there is giving it to them. Well, some of it, especially with like COVID and stuff is because every single major news network is sponsored by big pharma. So they have to dance around. That's why they don't ever really just go hard on those uh, companies because they invest, man. That's who, who do you think is buying 60, 70, 80% of the commercial? That's like all, that's their main money. They're not going to piss off their best customer. So you know that everything comes down that with that mentality of like, okay, what do they want? What's going to benefit them? I've looked at all of this like a marketing strategy. And I think it's the same thing, what they do with the DVE and what they're trying to do with the, the, uh, the audit. Like for sure, we all know that in every election, there's been all kinds of fraud. There's always people like it's been proven. It's we've seen through time. And uh, in the last 10 years, the Democrats and Republicans were both talking about these Dominion uh, machines and how yeah. they were faulty. The Democrats had a whole fucking documentary about it. Like the same Democrats that are saying, don't don't question it. Don't question it. It was the most safe, fair and free election that there's ever been are the same fucking Democrats that were talking about how they witnessed these machines getting hacked. But uh, do you Kamala think, Harris is one of them. Do you, don't you think it's kind of ironic though, that this whole DV, cause so they have to have a thing to get a, 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 they had to bring back the terrorist thing, right? People aren't necessarily scared of terrorists. And then like, do they necessarily want to pull another false flag attack? They did. Right. But, there's going to be more. They, they switched it for a DVE so that any domestic violent extremist uh, considered in the country going against the narrative of whatever that narrative may be. A lot on the left, I tell them all the time, remember, after they come for me, they're coming for you. People don't realize that, yeah, right now you got your agendas aligned. But soon they will not. And when they do not, because of the things you are trying to push, they, you will also be in these categories with us. Yeah. They're, they're not going to see it until it's too late. Unfortunately. And unfortunately, we see it right now, and it already might be too late. I mean, I, I have hope. I'm not, I'm not going to sleep every night blackpilling myself because I sleep just I sleep just fine at night, but I am also preparing for the worst. Sure, sure. And that you should do that anyways, like uh, in anything like I tell people, like even with natural disasters, fires, like whatever's prevalent in your area. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that there is a lot of time. It's just that it hasn't got bad enough yet. It just seems worse to us because we're knee deep in the shit. We know what's going on. We're paying attention all the time, but the other people that are just working and n nothing against them at all, because a lot of people they have like multiple kids, a couple jobs, they have a lot on their plate that they're not able to cipher through all the news. And then they're like, man, I don't even want to watch it because it's nothing but horrible shit. Like they just want to live their life. And I, those people still haven't been totally affected by it. Little by little, they have. And you've seen people stand, starting to raise up. The more and more they push on this, I think they kind of made a mistake and they're pushing way too soon. I think they should have let it cool off for much, much longer. But they keep pushing, and I think they want it like that because I think they're arrogant. I think they feel like we're in control. The government is already too big. There's nothing you can do. 
and we have them separated because they're fighting each other. They're mad uh, left, right, uh, mad, uh, you know, uh, pronouns, uh, uh, all these different things like that are becoming these social issues instead of the fundamental of like, hey, can we argue about that shit later, right? Later on, we can argue about this, 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 and that. Right now, we have to get rid of an authoritarian, tyrannical government that wants to dictate what you should do in your life because once we get to these vaccine passports and things like that, everything is going to be accessible to them. They are going to be able to shut off your life. Yep. How many normal people do you talk to about this? Um, not too many. Well, like just like my family a little bit, like, but that they're, they're kind of used to it. Like, and my other buddy that I do a podcast with, he doesn't really pay attention to the news whatsoever. So, like, I'll I'll mention stuff sometimes, and I'll know things are getting to him when he tells me something. Right, right. So my new co-host on White Rabbit, he um, he's a normie ish. But man, I got him looking into all kinds of different stuff now. And he's, he's starting to wake up and he's starting to speak out. Um, he, he doesn't have the time, like we're talking about to pay attention to shit that like as much as you and I pay attention to it. I mean, I don't really have the time either. I just fucking make it a priority. So I, I can multitask, <laughs> but the fact is, is these people that you would have never thought would have started waking up and pay attention to this kind of shit. They're moving their plans so fast right now that it's almost, you almost have to be blind, deaf, dumb, and, and just completely out of your mind to not see what is happening right now. Unfortunately, there is a huge, huge amount of people that don't see what's happening, but there's also way more people this time this year that is like, yo, something's not right than there was this time last year. And people are starting to run for their own school board. They're like, wait, hold up. Like, they're like, who is my fucking district attorney? Who is running my school boards? Uh, they, they're like, they're starting to realize that it's, it's coming from your own communities first and, and branching it out. And I don't think that, I, I know you're not, big into Q, but I think if we didn't have Q that it wouldn't have woke up as many people as it's woken up. And because of those people that woke up was a huge catalyst for the people that's never even heard of Q that are waking up right now. Yeah. Like for me, like I know a lot of with the whole Q, um, that's what a lot of people, you know, a lot of people woke up, but the one thing I worry about is like, yes, a lot of people woke up, but a lot of people are still have that cultish uh, fandom mentality. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean every single person, but a lot of those people that were fandom about Obama uh, voted for Trump. You know what I mean? Those same people. So you're still getting that element of this people that will just do whatever. Like, so if Trump was reinstated and he said, hey, we need to do martial law and and we need to arrest all these people and everybody has to be in their homes and do this because that's the way everybody that supported Trump and that followed a lot of Q would think that's this is the only way. Correct. No, there's no way. I, I, I've said this before a hundred times. Uh, Trump doesn't walk on water. He's just a fucking man. And yeah, I do have faith that he is going to do the right thing. But at the end of the day, he's had every opportunity to be compromised as the next. So I'm putting I'm putting trust in the fact that he's going to do the right thing. But if he comes out and says the wrong thing, I'm going to fucking 
draw red flags immediately and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to start speaking out about it. I'm already speaking out about the fact that I don't like that. He's pushed the vaccine. I, I don't No, but that's you though. I'm just saying, I'm talking about generally of the most people that I've talked to. They believe that there was a long time where people were saying the military is the only way the military running the show is the only way. And the thing about that is that's, the slippery slope that you get into it's it just reminds me a lot of where people were getting rallied up around like the terrorists you know what i mean like oh we got to do this it's okay that we lose some freedoms you know because of terrorists and it's the same thing with covid you know people will be like well we got to lose a little bit of freedom because you know they messed up on the election so we're gonna have and, and that's how i feel like it is I, I just feel like it's a play and if you just see that it's all playing out the same way like that with the cyber uh uh man now i can't even say the word cyber symposium but you don't suppose you there we go <laughs> but you don't see any q supporters willing to give up any of their freedoms bro no but i'm saying like and if trump came out pitched, tomorrow it be pitched like if trump came out tomorrow and he was trying to tell us that it's best for us if we lock down we'd be like wow he was he was one if, of the if he said that it was martial law they would i'm telling you a lot of the supporters would agree and think that he's doing the right thing oh wow no they, I, I don't we from what i've we seen agree what I've agree seen. to disagree on that one you think it, on okay check sure. this out because james from we the people radio is probably the biggest trump guy that i know if trump came out tomorrow and told us to lock down do you think James would fucking be like, all right, cool. Let's, we should all lock down. Cause Trump said so. Fuck no, dude. He's, he's got his own fucking brain and he's, but I'm saying like, so if he says we have, to, then why is everybody always saying that it's with the military, the when the military takes over that, like, it's not going to like the military, the military is going to be a force on the streets, the military. That's what martial law is. And then there will be curfews because they're worried. They say it, the way it will be pitched, though, that's what I'm saying. It's not like they're going to be like, it's martial law. You got to do And they're going to be like, hey, man, you know, there's going to be a lot of riots and stuff. We got to take care of things. So we're going to have to stay inside. And they're like, yeah, for sure. I, so I see your side. Just, so so what you're basically saying is it's their way to be able to implement martial law without having a huge resistance from the people that actually have guns and want to fucking defend the country. A little bit of that, but my thing is like we get too lost in this political, uh, religious, like all these little differences that we have when the main thing is that we the people are the power and not just in America, in the entire world, like every single person like we are, we have to unite as far as we like, hey, we need some kind of structure of some sort that tells us like hey this is like you know this is crossing the line this is but at this point the government has gotten too big and has too many there's no other option except for us as a people to say okay we can argue about this other bullshit later like right now we need to be on 100 alert uh being at every Every town hall, every, you know, like where the mayor's at, where 100 representatives percent people back, because if we don't keep pushing back, that doesn't mean you have to not believe in Q. That doesn't mean you still have to not believe in conspiracies. And I would also when I try to suggest to people that when you do get into arguments with people. Don't use some of the craziest, wildest shit that we know. Right. Say some things start that you out with flatters. <laughs> Yeah, like put some things of real basis of where you can go and show them like, hey, look at the Gulf of Tonkin. You know what I mean? Hey, look what happened in Vietnam War, uh, weapons of mass destruction, so on and so forth of things you, that you can show you know, when I just as evidence of corruption. When I just showed to somebody at my work who's 
really skeptical on everything, but starting to question as I showed him the Tuskegee experiments. And, and it's, it's 100% verifiable. So I'm like, yo, that's what they were doing then. Why do you think this is not us the same thing on a larger scale? Yeah. And they even had this other, I watched this, uh, it was called mouse utopia, an experiment, a behavioral experiment. And coincidentally, what they did was they had a bunch of mice living in this little like kind of like apartment complex type of thing. And they had enough food and water like they didn't have to go find food. They didn't have to go find water. It was right there. And what happened was they didn't have any purpose. So they started fighting each other. And there was a lot of like I remember that hatred in it. But at coincidentally, the same time, they had built these projects in St. in St. Louis. And it was like also an experiment that people believe that was run on people. And this was like in 72, I think, or maybe somewhere early 70s. And they were spraying them with like uh, different radiations and stuff like that. So it's not like even Tuskegee was like in the 50s or something like that. This was in the 70s. And then there, there's more like there's this is. We could dig forever, like just well, the movie Men, the Nicaraguan Wars, the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats. That was an actual project. Um, that's a great movie, by the way. It's 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 slow and boring, but if you're a free thinker, you're like watching that movie, like holy shit. And first, you could even just go like, man, look how much money we're wasting doing stuff sometimes. But then when you see what they're really trying to do. There's already cyborgs. There's already like DARPA has created so much crazy technology that is really revolutionizing war itself. Yeah. Shout out to dark DARPA, AKA Skynet. Yeah. Skynet. And then not even that with operation paperclip of, of all the Nazi scientists and, and, and what NASA has done. Fuck like, NASA. I, How much necessarily... money do we give to fucking NASA? And what the fuck do they give us in return? A bunch of fucking animated cartoons and lies? Like, fuck NASA. Well, here you go. Well, speaking of NASA, I just ha- happen to have a NASA clip. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so this is what NASA is doing a Mars simulation. And they're getting people to do this simulation of Mars to be how it would be to live on Mars. Now, in case you missed it, and this one is out of this world, well, kind of, sort of. NASA is looking for a few good Martians, and one spacesuit may just have your name on it. NASA needs future astronauts, and announced this week that it's enlisting four Earthlings to pretend to live on the Red Planet for a whole year. A 1,700-square-foot, windowless Martian habitat called Mars Dune Alpha was made with a 3D printer at the Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. And get this, the experiment will include ready-to-eat space meals and simulated spacewalks. Qualified candidates can apply right now on NASA.gov and applications are open until September 17th. The mission actually starts in the fall of 2022. I'm ready for Real Housewives of Mars now. (laughs) (laughs) He's so hilarious. Agenda 23. Number seven on their agenda prepare to go to mars bro we cannot leave this we cannot leave earth we can't it's it's so fucking funny that they're doing this so i'm curious we'll is see. what if they actually do have a reality show of these people that supposedly go to mars right um are they going to just take these people to well, like a, a big sound set and and no, they're telling it right now that that is going to be a simulation they're not going to mars oh it's a simulated simulating Yes, a simulation of what it would be like to be on Mars. Okay. Because so like, 
because they're planning to get people there. Like you said, like prepare. The, and, and and whether you believe in uh, flat Earth or, or or not, like even people that like a lot of the people that uh, <clears throat> reject the moon landing that do not believe in flat Earth. They also believe that you cannot leave the atmosphere because of the magnetic uh, uh, force field and like uh, some of the uh, they say the radiation the Van, that would go through human Van region. Allen Van Allen ra- uh, yes. radiation belts. Yes, you got it perfect right there, and, and that's what they say. That like that's why a lot of people believe that they were orbiting, you know, like just orbiting the Earth, but they actually never left the atmosphere, you know, like kind of like whether that be. Um, that there's space or not that there's all kinds of different debates but i think that a lot of people can come to a conclusion that a lot of people would think the moon landing was bullshit well of course and you even have um nasa scientists being recorded on video saying i'd go to the moon in a nanosecond but unfortunately we lost that technology what technology you guys had a fucking lawn chair with tinfoil on this fucking ridiculous looking thing like what technology bro and then you have a- well, they threw all that shit away, like uh, the old rockets, and they they scrapped them. So, uh, so the story goes. So the story goes, but you also have scientists saying that we have not figured out how to leave Earth's lower orbit, and you even have Obama on video saying we will soon be able to reach past Earth's lower orbit. So we haven't even been there yet. They, like it, it's it's they're so contradictive it's it's ridiculous like whether you believe in flat earth round earth like you said there's no way that we've ever even left left this atmosphere yeah i mean that's it's it i don't i don't see it i i know people said like it's hard to say like i i can't believe it because of all the things that i've researched it just looks pretty phony to me and i don't see the science behind us being able to pounce that belt you were talking, you know, that Van, uh, Van Allen radiation belts. Yeah. I, that's to me, the main key of like, and who's going to be the human that's like, yeah, let me just see if it works for me. Like, right. oh, man, like, and maybe that's why some of those, maybe they have tried it. Maybe that's what ha- really happened with the challenger. You know, I mean, that's a whole conspiracy in itself. Like what if they did explode, but it exploded because they went to try to go through. Uh, oh no, we saw it on tape. I mean, it's just crazy, man. Well, maybe, maybe they did shoot a rocket out that blew up, but um, that's all you, like you said, that's a whole other conspiracy and all those motherfuckers are still alive. Some of them even have the same name. Once we start doing more shows, me and you will do a couple like deep dives. Maybe we'll do some deep dive shows. You know what I mean? Or I'll hop on with you on White Rabbit or something. Oh yeah, for sure, bro. You're more than welcome on White Rabbit anytime. We'll 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 do some deep dives because I I was watching a little bit of that video you sent me, but I have and I have like uh uh you know I'm keeping my uh, questions and my marks of because right away when in the first 15 minutes I already had something right away like I was like ah man. Uh, Are you talking about the five hour documentary that I sent you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah, Big Country from Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies uh, sent me that, and actually XG on um, Tinfoil Hat, he's like, he told he told Whiskey or he told Big Country, he was like, dude, fuck you for fucking up my life with that documentary. I don't know how far you got, but like the first hour to an hour and a half is just kind of eh, but like once that first hour and a half hits, then you're like oh shit, it's all coming together. Like, this, how did I never see this? And I'm not going to tell you too much. I want you to check Spoiling, it out. Yeah. I'm gonna, I want you to check it out. But man, if you're able to watch the whole five hours um, before 
not this coming Thursday, but next Thursday, I'm going to have Lala Beams on my show. And we're going to be talking about that documentary. So if you watch it, dude, we'll, we'll do a, a double, double guest and have you and, and Lala on at the same time and get like four different perspectives. That'd be dope. Yeah. Cause you know me, I'm always like, cause I'm a skeptic no matter what it is. Like, and, and maybe it's just my personality. Like to me, I'm always looking for, uh, what are they trying to sell me? What are they trying to push me towards? What are they trying? What kind of message are they trying? Whether intentionally or unintentionally, I just see that everything pushes towards the narrative. When I see narratives and things, I wonder why uh, they're being pushed. And it's interesting. Like, but like, uh, I think that there's a lot to discuss on that for sure. Like, cause I've seen a, a couple like other things too, um, the whole flat earth thing is, is interesting to me, but, uh, I have not seen any evidence, uh, portrayed to me that, uh, shows that it is in, in my, and that's, have that's you, all I've seen. Like, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to go too of, like, deep research. into this, but have you yeah, ever yeah, yeah. seen any evidence that proves that it's not? Um, some, like, I mean, there's some things like when you, it, it's, it goes back and forth It's because for every pilot that you should tell me that says that he doesn't see a curvature, I could show you another pilot that says he does see the curvature right. snipers and vice versa. Right. So like, to me, there's no concrete. I've always said, I don't see any concrete evidence to, for either or because it's all speculation at some point, for, especially for me, because I'm not in space. I'm not going, I'm not even planning on building something that can go, um, higher than a building you know what I mean like so there's no way for me to have an actual understanding like I have to rely on people that study these things and then it, and I could see contradictions in both sides like I've seen like flat earth experiments where they try to get something like with the lasers and it doesn't work or you know what I mean like I've asked like about shadows what do they think about shadows and then like there is people that have like there's different models I've seen tons of different models you know there's that model where the suns go like this sun and moon go like this um I just think there's a lot of questions and there's some things I've asked like uh that haven't been answered but I'm 50-50. I'm like on either or. Finish that documentary I sent you, bro. And you probably are going to have questions after the fact, but it's going to answer a lot of the questions that you have right now. Sure. That's why I I watch everything, man. Like, that's why I said, like, I check out everything, whether I think it's uh, like, I just finished the whole series um, on Hulu. I forgot what it was, but it was like, uh, uh, I forgot what channel, but it was called like How the World Ends, you know, and they had an episode on like Nostradamus and like, different like ways that people you know they even did one on the uh you know epidemics and and pandemics which was interesting because this was filmed prior to um covid and and then it talked about the original SARS and it reminded me and I'm like dang man that was crazy like yeah. how they were pushing that at that time too and I think cuz we didn't have social media locked in it didn't didn't catch fire like it did this time because we have social media and people were able to see those crazy videos of where supposedly coming from China, where people were just in the streets falling down and look like just death. These masks. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. This is insane. And the brain. So people who are vaccinated can still get COVID. We should expect tens of thousands, perhaps, of uh, breakthrough infections. This is insane. 
You're okay getting these third booster shots. Our vaccines are working exceptionally well. Their boogeyman is unvaccinated right. people. That's what they're doing. This is insane. And but if Donald Trump tells us I should take, that we should take it, I'm not taking it. And their timing, their approval, and their distribution should never, ever be distorted by political considerations. This is insane. Well, uh, I guess I'm not surprised that, that Biden doesn't remember me. Um, I guess the question is, is what else has he forgotten? This is insane. And Harris is saying you can't trust the science. Well, no, no, you can trust the scientists. Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. This is insane. It's not likely to go through all the tests that need to be done and the trials that are needed to be done. All of us who got two shots, so we might need up to five or six months, uh, a third shot. This is insane. And the brain. <laughs> yeah, so that is insane, right? Everything that's been going on. That was dope. I, I wish I, I, I forgot who's, um, I'll figure out for next episode to give a shout out to. Someone sent that to me. It was from another podcast and I was like, I gotta play this. This is perfect. Nice. Yeah, dude. Shout out to whoever put that together. That was good shit. Oh yeah, that shit was perfect too. And now but, I didn't get any clips of it, but there's tons of this going around too. Is uh boosters. They're talking about boosters, right. which we all knew. I figured like why put the clip when we've been talking about it for a long time? I figured it was just something we could mention and Yeah, no, that's actually what I wanted to talk about at the end of it because it planted that seed toward you know, to push me in that direction. What we were just talking about. Um, but yeah, so they're saying, um, every six months that you're going to need a booster shot. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the people that are already on board are going to stay on board with this. I feel like some of the people that have already gotten the vaccine, like I work with one of them, I'm not going to say names, but he got it and he was, and he does a podcast and he was like, yo, what the fuck? Like I got this thinking I was doing it on my own free will. And now, now they're starting to make this like something that they're pushing on you. So even he was, he was like on board towards the beginning and now he's starting to open his eyes, not even from listening to me from just seeing shit and how it's unfolding. So that gives me a little bit of hope. I don't know how you feel about that, but I have a little bit of hope from that. Well, I think too, they're pushing it way too early because there's a ton of people that are already against it. And you're pushing a booster, like what's going to be the incentive of me still having to wear a mask when you're saying it's a 99.7% chance of survival of COVID and there's a 99, whatever, whatever the statistics are for the vaccine. I mean, if it's similar or a little bit less, you're going to take the, why were you going to do anything different of your life if you have the same results of having 99.7% of not getting it. And then they say, well, you could pass it on to someone else. And then the argument is, well, how come we never did this before with the flu? Right. And, <clears throat> and how come the flu fucking disappeared last year? How come the PCR test can't differentiate between the flu and COVID? So, I mean, like, when do we, when do we stop playing make-believe? What is it going to take? Well, it's going to take people, actually listening to other things than what they're fucking being brainwashed with on a daily basis. And how do we reach those people? That's the biggest question is like, how do we talk to the people that work a nine to five and then they watch mainstream media from five to nine? Like those are the people that we need to talk to. Those are the ones that don't want to hear the truth, but 
those are that's the kind of people like it, i don't like eminem had that fucking lyric where he was like could be aids infested i don't know yet i'm too scared to get tested like you're not going to the doctor because you're scared of what you might fucking hear. Um, that's the same thing with coming to real actual news is because you don't want to know the the truth. You're, you're happy living in your fake false world. And this is what Dr. Don has to say. And we're getting our sources of information from the Anna state board of health and the CDC who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So, you know, there's a lot of this going on, too, like whether it's uh, at town halls or at city councils or school boards, such and such, whatever. There's a lot of people speaking out. You could see tons and tons of videos if you just kind of look at them. So that is uh, also a positive sign that I think people should look towards that there are people that are not going to stand for this. And I think a lot of people have seen history. And like I said, it just hasn't affected people yet. But I think the only part that gets scary is if you stare at the internet where those people are like, yeah, they should shoot the people that don't get the vaccine. Like they should put them in cages. Like people are saying crazy stuff about oh, yeah, that don't want to take the vaccine. What happened? And, no, I thought you were going to go, my bad. <laughs> no, like, and that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to do this. We already know the divide and conquer. So it's with the vaccine and the non-vaccinated and this and that, right? And, you know, like in Israel, they already have a two-tier kind of system where they're having it. They already have that green passport and they're like, I think, 80 to almost 90% vaccinated and they have some of the highest COVID rates. So... It's it's very telling of the things that they're saying to us. And I thought um, we could dive a little bit into some James Corbett where he breaks down some of these issues we've had with other vaccines. Uh, here's the one where he goes on polio. There's the 2017 confirmation that the Gates-supported oral polio vaccine was actually responsible for the majority of new polio cases and the 2018 follow-up showing that 80% of polio cases are now vaccine-derived. There's the 2018 paper in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health concluding that over 490,000 people in India developed paralysis as a result of the oral polio vaccine between 2000 and 2017. So Bro, you're going to get yanked off of every platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's other. Well, yeah, well, like uh, all these people, like, I mean, Corbett plays this. There's still, like, there's other people that play these things and they, they will, sure. they'll, they'll, they'll yank us because they don't want, these are factual things that are really, um, that you need to look into because also, like, when they talk about the 1918 epidemic, that the vaccine caused more damage as well because during a pandemic, and people were saying this at the beginning in March and April last year, that vaccinating trying to do a mass vaccination during a pandemic is a bad idea because it causes mutation, like different mutations that we can't expect things that can go all over the place. And what did they do? They did the exact opposite. They did the easiest thing. The thing that was the easiest to do, because even uh, Robert Malone says the reason why they went after the spike protein, because it not because it was the best way, because it was the easiest, simplest way to get it done and get the vaccine out. That's why. Yeah, I um I also feel like they've already had this in in motion because 
yeah, the easiest way to get it out, but they've already had patents on this vaccine. People don't even realize this before we even knew about this pandemic. So this is not something that just organically happened. This is something that has been planned for a very long time. And right now is, is like I said, in the last episode, it there it's their hail Mary time. We're, we're in the last fucking, we're in the last push for them to get their plan moved forward because they got, they got their plan hijacked basically when Trump came into office and they've lost four years so that they could slowly implement all these things. Like we were supposed to be an actual real war right now with Hillary Clinton as our president. And we were supposed to lose that war. And in order to lose that war, then we would have given up our rights a lot easier. What we're going through right now is, is a, is a very hurried plan B. They never thought she'd lose. I don't know. Like I see it the other way. I see it like it's going just as planned because there is a war going on. It's a war within ourselves and wars look all types of different ways. Uh, there's a mis misinformation war. There's an information war. There's a war on um, culture. There's a culture war going on right now. These are the wars I think that are really happening that we don't see that like that's not necessarily a hot bloody on the action with, uh, you know, rounds Boots on the ground. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not disagreeing with you on anything that you're saying right now. But what I'm saying is, is they were going to implement all these things slowly in the last four years so that we wouldn't have been able to realize why we are where we are. And they, they had to fast forward so fast that it's waking more people up than they wanted to wake up for sure. Like I can see that, that that could also be a possibility. I look at it both ways. Cause I'm like, well, there has to be multiple cause there's multiple people strategizing this. It's not like, I do think they're arrogant. I do think they make mistakes. I think they think we're all stupid that we'll all just fall in line and do what we're told because we follow the leader, but they don't realize how many, more of us, not just me and you, but tons of other people that will speak up, that are not going to be silent. Like, maybe they are right now, but when a time comes, there will be people that we would not expect to be on the same side as, as us, <clears throat> regardless of who, what we think at this moment. You know what I mean? Because right now, it, there's just so many mind games that have been being played. That's why I always just go like, to me, it's just about the people. That's the only thing I could focus on because nothing I can show can be factually, factually real as far. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of like speculation where I could go and I could see on some sides where I could see things are positive on on a lot of angles that all sides say. But at the same time, I have to be like, well, what is misinformation in that? And, and it's not always easy to decipher all the misinformation so I say if we stick with the plan of it's us, the people, that us uh, being there for each other and not just voting, but not allowing someone to close someone's business, not allowing um, them to tell us what we can and can't do and showing some some love for our fellow neighbor. You know what I mean? Like our our the people we work with, the people that we live with every day, instead of showing support for these politicians and corporatists that have no interest in bettering our lives. No, 100%. And, and to go back to what you were saying, they think that we're stupid. There's actual video out there. And I don't know if it's on my new Instagram because I've been nuked so many times, but I had it on one of my Instagrams, a video of Obama 
given a speech where he's saying the people are not smart enough to rule themselves. And then if you give them bad information, they're definitely not going to be smart enough. So here's a little bit more of the, what were you going to say? I said, that's all we're getting right now is bad information. For sure. And then that's why people aren't able to make a very informed decision. You can't make an informed decision when you're giving half the truth. Right. And and it's funny because you'll get in arguments with these people and you were like, well, where did you hear that? They said it on CNN. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's where your head is. Yeah, that's these trusted media sources. That's why, like, with these clips, too, they would be like, well, who's James Corbett? And I'll be like, well, James Corbett dedicates his life to doing research. And he makes a lot of people mad. He he, he said stuff. He was a Ron Paul guy. He said stuff against Ron Paul. He said stuff against Trump. He said stuff against Obama. He puts out information that he feels is right and that is leading towards one way. Is it biased? All of our information is some somewhat biased because we have our ideologies and what we believe. So it's going to lean that way. But I think he did does pretty good but analysis. But he's actually doing investigative journalism. He's Correct. not just He's not just reading off of a script that's given to him 10 minutes before he goes on air. And then if a journalist wants to challenge or a researcher wants to challenge him, then what they should do is go through the same research and prove him wrong. 100%. This is what was going on in India. The decade of vaccines kicked off with a Gates-funded $3.6 million observational study of HPV vaccines in India that, according to a government investigation, violated the human rights of the study participants with gross violations of consent and failed to properly report adverse events experienced by the vaccine recipients. After the deaths of seven girls involved in the trial were reported, a parliamentary investigation concluded that the Gates-funded Program for Appropriate Technology and Health, or PATH, which ran the study, had been engaged in a scheme to help ensure healthy markets for GlaxoSmithKline and Merck the manufacturers of the Gardasil and Cervarix vaccines that had been so generously donated for use in the trial. Had PATH been successful in getting the HPV vaccine included in the universal immunization program of the concerned countries, this would have generated windfall profit for the manufacturers by way of automatic sale, year after year, without any promotional or marketing expenses. It is well known that once introduced into the immunization program, it becomes politically impossible to stop any vaccination. Chandra M. Gulhadi editor of the influential Monthly Index of Medical Specialties, remarked that it is shocking to see how an American organization used surreptitious methods to establish itself in India. And Samarin Nundi, editor emeritus of the National Medical Journal of India, lamented that this is an obvious case where Indians were being used as guinea pigs. Throughout the decade, India's concerns about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and its corporate partners' influence on the country's national immunization programs grew. In 2016, the steering group of the country's national health mission blasted the government for allowing the country's national technical advisory group on immunization, the primary body advising the government on all vaccination-related matters, to be effectively purchased by the Gates Foundation. As one steering group member noted, the NTAGI secretariat has been moved out of the government's health ministry to the Office of Public Health Foundation of India, and the 32 staff members in that secretariat draw their salaries from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. There is a clear conflict of interest. On one hand, the BMGF funds the secretariat that is the highest decision-making body in vaccines, and, on the other, it partners with the pharma industry in Gavi. This is unacceptable. 
In 2017, the government responded by cutting all financial ties between the advisory group and the Gates Foundation. Man. You know what's funny is I wanted to talk about that when you were talking about something before, and they put that lightly. That was very lightly the way that they put it, where he only mentioned the handful of deaths. But what he didn't mention is the thousands of deformities that happened in these kids, the thousands of deformities. And I'm, I have some links that I can send you where you can look firsthand what happened to these kids that were a part of this fucking experiment. And this is Bill and Melinda Gates, the same people that um, said that we need to depopulate our world and the same people that said we can do it through vaccinations are the same people that are pushing the vaccinations right that now. That comes from a eugenicist family, man. Hey, they're, they're into eugenics. They believe that, you know, there's a certain type of human that is supposed to be, you know, like your mind is supposed to be this, how smart you're supposed to be. And the rest of us are useless to them, that we're just wasted space, that we don't do what they think we're supposed to. Like, but they haven't had a conversation with us either. They see some of those same things that we see on TV and they think, oh, the, the public's dumb. And I'm like, no, you're seeing pictures of a few dumb people or people that in that moment are acting dumb or whatever. They do underestimate the people because there's a lot of power within the people, but they have done enough to like try to manipulate us on these facts, like to not to hide what happened with Gates. Um, I mean, look, he's on his little like sorrow tour right now talking about, you know, I, I shouldn't have went to dinner with Epstein and, you know, I, what do you mean? I, he thought, um, he was going to, you know, benefit and get more vaccines and to help people. And he, he wants to play this Rockefeller card of where they, I give back and I'm here to help, you know, like that flow, uh, what's it called? Uh, philanthropy, man, I can't philanthropy. Yeah. 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 Man, I can't fuck Bill Gates. Uh, I just want to say fuck Bill Gates. Fuck him. He, he is a very evil, evil fucking person. And for him to get up there in his cute little fucking polo and everything and try to fucking act like this motherfucker has killed more people than smallpox. And he plans on killing even more. Yeah. And I, I don't think he really thinks of it that way. I think like they think of it more of some money. It's just all about money and profits and margins i don't think they actually look at it on a humanitarian level at all that's just my opinion i feel like they see it as like we're all numbers and hey this is not working out over here so we can lose them let's go over here let's try to do this it's like really just controlling the population to a level of what they think is acceptable and for them to decide on who is acceptable acceptable to live on this earth like what is the standards you have to be of do you think that Bill Gates is human? Um, I think so. I think that that, I mean, is there like, do I see the possibility of some craziness? Of course. Like I, I see like all kinds. I mean, I've watched tons of movies in my life, you know, so I can always have the creativity or the imagination to see something like that. But I just think it's more that uh, a simple answer of where there's people that have too much power and too much influence. And there's been these bloodlines forever that you can look back through history that have always been in charge. Is it like, how is it so convenient that 
every that remember that little girl that like I've said this plenty of times on this too. There was a little girl like I think in 2011 or something, and she connected all the presidents together like oh, that right, they were right. related except one. I forgot which one, but one she couldn't. But everyone else, they were all she could trace them back, and that's come on. How did the chances of that? Like, what is the chances of that? You know that Trump and Hillary share bloodline, right? So. I mean, yeah, you, we could trace it all back. All these people have been groomed uh, from a very young age. These these people aren't aren't um, they're they're put in these positions, and who's putting them in those positions is is still up for grabs. Because I, you know, like we've mentioned Rockefeller a bunch of times. There's Rothschilds, and there there's these families that we know about, but. There's also families that we don't know about that hold way more power than the ones that we do. That's why I would suggest if, if uh, who does have a lot of good stuff on that too is Amy says what the fuck. Amy says WTF. Uh, if you go on her bit shoot, she has tons of like uh, of information that connects all kinds of different like uh, bloodlines. She talks about the black nobility. Uh, I read her book Synarchy. Uh, there's a lot of like stuff right there and it just kind of puts it all the black nobility goes back to the phoenicians you know like way back then and how what they established and, and she talks about how you know it's connected with the mafia and different things like that of course all evidence is is can be like scrutinized or could be i'm just saying that there's information really good information that you could connect a lot of things to and it can guide you where you need to go like i don't think Absolutely. anybody's fully 100 like Correct. I'm the truth or or I have all the answers. I'm just saying there's a lot of good information over there. I, I will I will give Amy says what the fuck that she definitely she's awake. She's looking into things that most people dismiss. She does have a lot of good information out there. But in the last podcast that I just recorded, I called Amy says what the fuck out to come on my podcast and debate me because that shit she put out on Black Pill, I can debunk almost 80% of everything that she said. With speculation, though. Yes. Uh, but with everything she said is speculation because I can pull up articles and videos that debunk things that she pulled but up Wilbur in her Ross articles. can't be debunked. Wilbur Ross can't be debunked. I mean, like, there could be a debunked where it could be speculation that it's something, but I mean, he was in Trump's cabinet. He did work for the Rothschilds Inc. for over 30 years. He he was part of helping Trump uh, uh, bail out Trump for the Atlantic City in 89, 90. So, I mean, there she, is. She said that she said that all of Trump's kids, with the exception of Baron Trump, went to Jesuit schools. And I have a friend who will. There's a very prestigious podcast and one of my friends that hosts a very awesome podcast who is friends with somebody that went to school with Donald Trump Jr. And he did not go to a fucking Jesuit school. And, and she wants to tie in with the mafia and I have a bunch of shit that will debunk that. Um, a lot of stuff that she says, I can debunk it from firsthand people. So like you said, it's all speculation. If you believe these people at, at face value or not, but these people are firsthand people that I can take take her right to those sources and debunk eighty percent of what she said on Black Pill podcast. I mean that would be nice. I would I would like to see that, but 
I have yet to see anything but speculation, in my opinion. Like, I have not seen... Um, I have, and I didn't want that to come out wrong. I have no animosity towards Amy. Said, yeah, yeah, for sure. What I have a problem with is she did dive into something, but I feel like she had. Well, what school did he go to it. then? I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that. Because it uh, says he went to Rothen School of the University, which is a Jesuit school. That that's what you just googled just now, and that's Donald Trump Jr. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to ask. Uh, James from We The People Radio, because he's friends with he's friends with President Alex Soli, who went to school with Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, and they're talking about colleges as well, you know, like because they went to also like I think Eric went to Georgetown, which is also a Jesuit school. Um, it's just that that anything that's linked now that doesn't mean that he is a part of that. But what I'm saying is that it does put if that was anybody else in that situation, we would be like, oh, for sure. They're they're right. included in the in the club. And then for this one person, we're like, Well, this is the one person that said, Nah, I'm I'm gonna be invested in all this bad stuff for all my life and then I'm just gonna switch on it. Like that's why people like there is some good theories out there. There is some speculation that I can see logically unfolding and putting it into like uh um a solid thought, but it's still speculation as far as like saying a Jesuit school is a Jesuit school. That's a fact right now. Right. Is it a fact that they followed what the Jesuits? No, the week that speculation, right? We're speculating. Right, because I, I grew up and well, not grew up. My mom was off and on again, Jehovah's witness. So I grew up with that indoctrination and I'm far from that right now. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like that part would be speculation, but I'm saying that if it was anybody else, if I said, hey, man, Obama's kids went to a Jesuit school, Obama was in a Jesuit school, everybody's going to be like, yep, he's part of that team. And if right, someone goes, Obama no, no, doesn't no, have kids. Well, you know <laughs> what I mean, though? Like, <laughs> like I think no, that- like, I know what you're saying. Like, Hunter Biden went to a Jesuit school. I'm not even going to question it. I'm be like, well, that fucking makes sense. Right? You're going to be like, yeah, of course. Like, he's part of that team. Like, I, I I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm not-, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Like it is all speculation at this point. Right. Um, I, do I want to give up hope on Trump right now? No, man, because I feel like that's our greatest fucking weapon right now is if he is what he says he is. And if he is what I think and feel that he is, then he is our greatest hope. Now, is there a chance that he is a fucking shill and just um, a part of the elite? And yeah, there is that chance. But I, I mean, wanna... like, we could, it, this is how I look at it, right? If we just rally people together and, and show what's right and shows a unity of force, like, that's going to be the most important, that 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 we're together, our unity as uh, uh, Americans and helping each other, right? All that compared to being behind somebody, like, we're still like, okay, we're waiting for him. If he's going to be that person, he's going to do that anyways, right? So as uh, as us as the people, you should... We're not waiting for the leader to make the move because we have to make the move because that is the problem. We've given up 
our right and our position in the government because that's how the government we're the last branch of the government is the people and the people have been dormant and not active and not just politics but in their own neighborhoods and in their workplace and seeing what's inside everybody's mind and what they really think and what they really want and to realize that we all pretty much have very similar goals of wanting to live a happy peaceful life and to live with our family and go do fun things with them etc etc for the most part that's a 90 percent of the world like probably even more but i'm saying like we can still be like yeah cool if he's going to do this and that like what is uh, what are we doing just waiting for it to happen like whether it's going whether it's true or not it doesn't okay to bro me, I, the, the, I understand i understand what you're saying I, and i don't disagree with where you're coming from or or what you're saying but i do disagree with this because trump has said from day one that it is we the people that have to make the change right so he's the one that's been telling us that we actually have to get out there and do something about it from day one, he campaigned on a but government you run like, by you, by you, the American people. But you see how like, because even he does this and he gives himself the pat on the back where everybody says, well, see, so it's the same elitist mentality. Like, see, you stupid, uh, you stupid peasants. Q had to show you or Trump had to show you. You didn't even know you're so stupid. You're so stupid that somebody else had to show you and still has this like guidelines of somebody rescuing or guiding us into this thing of where they're like okay look good thing i showed you now you're awake and they take credit for it when there's been plenty of people talking like this for a long long time you know like and we could go down the list of names and i think that what has happened is that we've just become whether it's good or bad it's come to this point of where everybody's taking sides and i think that's the wrong message because that's the message that every side is telling us right now is kind of pushing it well you got to put your line in the sand somewhere and i'm saying there doesn't need to be a line in the sand it needs to be hey it doesn't matter if you're vaxxed doesn't matter if you voted for trump doesn't matter if you voted for biden we don't give a shit right now fix our schools uh help the help the communities that need help get these roads fixed you know what i mean if we're going to use tax dollars show us what you're doing and if you're not going to fix this stuff, then, then then we need to all as a collective say, you know what? We're not paying taxes till you get this shit together. That is the most powerful uh, statement that we could ever make. And that's the kind of message we have to get out to people. I think we struggle with this like, okay, this happened with the things we can't necessarily hard concrete prove, which of course, like 100%, if you ask anybody, uh, say before this election, hey, do you think that there's like, fraud and and people fucking with the election everybody probably 90 percent of the country be like yep <laughs> like that that there's some sort of fraud or some kind of things going on so i think they're just playing on these emotions of us whether they're part of the plan or not and i think that we need to break free and just see like hey man this is what's important helping each other hey look at look at this fucked up city over here then this is why it's fucked up hey this is what we could do to fix it and i think that people are doing that i'm just saying and i don't have a problem if somebody wants to have a conversation or have podcasts or have a videos supporting or showing what they have deciphered from q because that's stuff that they're figuring out and and i might not understand how they got to that point Right. Because we all decipher information differently. But to me, I just look at it as it doesn't matter. We're all on the same team. That's stuff that we could debate later when we're not like on the brink of having total control, a government with total uh, authoritarianism. 
So how do we wake those people up? That like like I think said, by having those there, conversations, there are, there are there is a line in the sand, right? Like as much as I want to deny it, I don't think I. I mean, deep in my heart, I think like you do. Yeah, we all. It doesn't matter who you voted for. It doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated. It doesn't matter if you wear a mask. But like, I find myself looking at people that are wearing masks, and I fucking like get disgusted, and I'm like, fucking piece of shit, you know, like you're a sheep so it's working it, it is working it's dividing us we'll we're divided like- so how do we how do we get each other unified because i totally believe in united we stand divided we fall but we are so fucking divided right now that i don't know how to put the puzzle pieces back together it, it starts with us and in our outlook on life right like a couple weeks ago one of the ups drivers like a uh got a big shipment at work like where they had over like 150 pieces that we, so they didn't they brought put it on a truck just a flap and threw it on the truck you know what i mean we had to unload it and everything the dude that came on he had a mask and he said i'm double i didn't ask him anything i just started helping him he's like i'm double vaccinated but you know you got you can't be too careful and i go hey man it's not up to me bro i said i don't know your medical histories i don't know anything about your life man I, everybody should make their own decisions What's best for you might not be best for me. So for sure, I'll do what you you think is best for you and your family. We're talking. He started talking religion and stuff like that. Uh, I could talk a little bit about religion, but I don't really get too much into it. And then uh, he he took off his mask and we're talking more. But it's me trying to give him, like, if I'm like, oh, man, we got some mask. It's it's how we interact. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't matter. Like, if people, we could joke around and, like, I joke around with, like, some of my, like, uh, family members that when they would wear to them and stuff, I would say stuff. But I understand that there's times when people have to do it. Like, I wore one when I had to go on the plane, like, to go visit my daughter in California. Like, people were like, oh, well, I, I don't got the time where I could take off work where I could go drive for a week. And you know what I mean? And go spend over there, like, we got to do what we got to do at certain points. And I think that all we can do is our own mindset of how we treat people, of how we look at it. Cause you got to look at it. Like, it's cool, man. Like, man, like I'm extra nice. Like when I see like people that like look scared, like that have masks on and I could tell them like, I'm going to make sure I open that door for them. I'm going to make sure that like they see that there is polite, decent human beings in this world. So if they see like, Oh man, this guy's a, Oh, he's anti, like I'm not anti-vax. Let's put that out there. This right now, there is questions I have about vaccines that I'm learning about stuff. And especially about this one. Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm skeptical. I'm vaccine skeptical. And, they can look at that and they can label me and go, well, I don't know, man. Well, that guy was really like, I want them to see that, like this thing that they're seeing on TV of these DVE people or these people that they're, they're just horrible people that's totally against them and is going to infect them. And we're a disease and you got to kill them with kindness. Right. That's it's totally. one of the hardest thing to do. It's, it's very difficult. It's easy. Do I have times where like that, like I feel like, of course, like you, that I want to yell at people and I have like, you know, I'm snapped on people, right. of course, but like, I think it's just us trying our best to put our best foot forward. Right. I, I respect the, the shit out of that, bro. Um, it's, it's hard to try to find a balance um, and, and to be that. I mean, I'm always the guy that opens a door for somebody, you know, um, I, I would have to say that, if somebody was wearing a mask, I'd probably still open the door for them, but I'd have a different thought going through my head when I was doing it. I'd be like, oh, I'm opening the door for a fucking sheep. And, you know, 
I, I need to be able to snap out of that mindset because I definitely look down on the people that are following along with the rest of the flock. And you got to understand maybe why, like uh, maybe they do have an ailment. Maybe they do have a fear. Maybe they had some hospital scare or a family. You I mean, there's these traumatic events we have in our lives that tie into these events that strike those emotions. And that's why they're used this way. That's why they talked a lot about like that, that empty kitchen, ta- you know, ki- uh, kitchen chair at the table, the empty chair at the uh, chair at the table, the, there's you're missing somebody like all these things of where you're like, well, I don't want someone to pass away because it's course like none of us want that to happen to somebody. It's a, a very painful thing that people have to experience through life, but it is part of life. And nothing that nothing that has been done with any of these restrictions have proven that they've helped and that they've improved. If anything, they've proven otherwise. And that kind of leads me into two clips. So I kind of do got something for that. So I got Boris Johnson claiming it's not the vaccine. The vaccine didn't save us, man. It was the lockdown. It is very, very important for everybody to understand that the reduction in these numbers, in hospitalizations and in deaths and in infections, has not been achieved by the vaccination program. People don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdown that has been overwhelmingly important in delivering this improvement. Okay. <laughs> well, this guy went full fucking dictator, though. Like, he's got Sydney locked down right now with full military force out there. No, no, but he's not. He's not. That's Australia. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, Who was that? That was, oh, that was Johnson. Johnson. That was Johnson. Uh, my bad, my bad. Britain but yeah they got they have them pretty locked down in England they had their own little thing and since you said let me brought it up I might as well the uh here's here is Australia a little clip from them where they're trying to bring in more troops to enforce the I'm also told the New South Wales government will be requesting from the Commonwealth more troops so more members of the Australian Defence Force to try and police these orders because simply as it stands right now Lizzie it is not working what we are doing. The police commissioner and the police minister have put their heads together and they're trying to fix it themselves. Mm. And this is all happening now, but any idea of when we might see these changes? I'm told 48 hours they've been given that the, the New South Wales Police Force, their legal team, to redraft these public health orders, essentially to make the health orders work for the police rather than work for the public. Because at the moment, the public, in, uh, we're the people who are ensuring that we are, mm. this lockdown is continuing. A small group of people continually breaking the public health orders. Police don't believe they have the tools or have the ability to be able to stamp it out. And that is now what they're chasing. Again, notice how he said small group. They want it to be like that, like it's uh, the minority thinks against this. Because a lot of people that got the vaccine don't believe in the passport. There's a lot of people that are like, yeah, I don't want that invasion of privacy like that. I don't want to embark on freedom. I don't know if you've seen some of the protests in, in Italy. They had people because they had their green pass out there. They were burning them in, in solid uh, solidarity with their friends and like the people that they know are good people. So that's why I think it is important for us to try to put our, our – Try to show that we're good humans and that we do love human beings because what's the point of all this if we don't care about each other? Like, what's the point of making a better world if you hate half of the world? You know what I mean? Like, that makes no sense. Bro, 100%. 100%. And and that's why I get mad at myself for, like I was saying, like judging people when they're wearing a mask. And and I do. I do. And But 
that's that's just people it's not like it's not like they're doing it for the wrong reasons because they want to embrace a communist overtake which is what's happening they just don't realize that's what's happening yeah and and there's so much in it any way we could approach it because even if you do break down certain things there are just some things people either don't want to understand or just can't understand they just no matter how much you break it down to them how much you show them so all you can do is go well that's not what i believe but hey i'm still here to back you up on what you believe like it, it's cool like that's what it's supposed to be and i think that we have to bring that spirit back if we don't bring that spirit back it doesn't it just dies and goes extinct if we keep this tribalistic of that doesn't mean people can't like talk about like you know voter fraud that doesn't mean people can't but don't let that be the main thing. Trump being back in office or Biden being the president or, or, or a progressive a policy, that is not the main objective. The main objective is to live good and have a quality life for every single American. And that we treat even immigrants that are coming through, we do our best to treat them and, and try to maybe make programs that we can help like our neighbors like Mexico, some of the poorer countries like uh, Guatemala and, and you know what I mean? Uh that are sending people over here for a reason. And, and, and that would be the perfect remedy. And the only way we could do that, like they say, is, is it starts with us. It starts with us going out there and trying to respect people and having uh, the best conversations we can and try to take, take the punches that we do have to take at times because there's going to be people that disagree with me or you and not going to like it. And they're going to want to tell us off. They're going to want to say things. And that's us to learn to how to deflect that and not let it, destroy what we're trying to build for sure brother but you said don't focus on biden being the president or trump coming back into office and we can't win this war with just one big outrage one big thing we have to fight strategic battles in order to get to that unity again and we do need to focus on the fact that a fraudulent president is in the office right now because we can't come together until we fix certain things. And that is a very certain thing that we need to fix right now. And that should be the focus. Yeah. But if you look at it, like, like you said earlier, how people perceive, uh, Taliban, you know, like how you said you perceive them as being freedom fighters, everybody's going to perceive everything differently, right? So to a liberal or to somebody that believes that 100% Biden, they believe Biden won, right? Like me personally, I think like it is what it is. I think presidents are, are, are selected, not elected. That's what I've always believed. I still do vote. I vote always libertarian usually, or I've voted Green Party before too, but for the most part, I don't see any relevance. I voted like, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> I don't see any like, and like, I don't have no problem with it. That's just what I, how I see it. Cause I don't see like any difference. Like it's still like the Republicans and Democrats. It's just like, we keep swapping, like we keep switching sides and it's still this two party. There is no two ideologies in this country. There's, tons thousands hundreds of thousands of different ideologies of what people think is right but when you boil it down it's nwo do versus wwf <laughs> yeah pretty much it's 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 but when you boil it down it's just about people wanting to have a a, a nice life like being able to right. like hey i don't want to live in the shithole i don't i want to have a higher quality of life and there's no reason provide. that can't i want to i want to be happy i want to 
prosper. And yeah, but a lot of people don't understand that it is this wrestling match that we're watching taking place that is keeping us from being able to prosper. I mean, what do they have against us humans so bad that they have to fucking make us suffer? I just think there's that the elitist class for, for generations and centuries have always looked down upon us and like, as like, they don't understand our thought processes. So they think that we're stupid and that we come to conclusions that make no sense and that we have no purpose in life. Right. Cause we're not doing anything to them. That's like monumental. Like, unless we're making like some strides and we're a great athlete or we're a great musician or we're, we have this talent or skill that can be showcased them. Yeah. and can benefit them then then maybe we're something but we're still maybe not as smart as they think of themselves but other than that and and it's not even just the elites as far as money wise it's even the intellectual elites the people that think they're smarter than everybody these people in these thinkings your bill gates and your fauci's even even beyond those guys like even beyond those guys these think tanks of where people are actually analyzing and going through and they think that they know what people mean you like you know what i mean like on a low basis you would think of like a marketing firm right a marketing firm is going to go out and say like oh man we know this guy likes uh he listens to this kind of song oh now we're going to f- push him this kind of music and we're going to show him this kind of clothes because this kind of you know what i mean they're going to see the realm that i'm in and that's what these think tanks try to do they try to pinpoint what humans would do and how they react to different situations and how can we nudge them or position them to think that they thought of the thought like you said like hey, right. you that's why they that. created algorithms yep I that's mean, a perfect analogy for sure yeah that's, that's exactly that why perfect. they created algorithms they, they are an algorithm is what they are they're just figuring out how to fucking make it digital and fuck, right. did they ever succeed? <laughs> yeah, let's go to uh, something that we can agree on. Fuck these fact checkers. So, who's behind the fact checkers? Though, right? Like, they're fact checking us. Well, first, you know, there's that thing about Snopes. I think the guy from Snopes, he had, um, he was proven that he was writing fake articles for like BuzzFeed under another name for a while. So there's that, and then there's these guys that are funding a lot of these fact checkers. Who pays the paychecks of the fact checkers? The vaccine fact-checkers at factcheck.org, who claim to be independent, are funded by an organization that holds over $1.8 billion of stocks in a vaccine company and is run by a former director of the Centers for Disease Control. The fact-checking account responded to the accusations by making clear its funding sources. The Robert Wood Johnson Foundation is one of the benefactors and holds billions in Johnson & Johnson stock. The foundation's CEO is Richard Besser, who was a former acting director of the Center for Disease Control. But factcheck.org claims there's no interference in its editorial decisions and the foundation's views aren't necessarily reflected in its decisions. But author and liberal studies expert Michael Rechtenwald believes such connections pose risks to the public. This is absolute collusion on the part of uh, vaccine manufacturers having funding the uh, fact checkers on social media. So we're actually getting to the point where people's lives are being endangered. We've lost all confidence in the social media and our mainstream media entirely. Anything that comes into contradiction with the leftist agenda is deemed misinformation. People are now not able to get information about what's best for their health, including the detriments of the vaccine. Yeah, bro. It's a monopoly on information. 
That's exactly what it, I mean, that's the best way to describe it. Um, I was listening to the X-22 report on the last, not this one that came out to today, but the last um, showcase that he had. And he had a guy on there that was talking all about it, about these fact checkers that have paychecks basically from, or they're financially invested in one way or another into these big pharma com- companies, these vaccine companies, and um, George Soros is behind a lot of it as well. Yeah, there's, and then uh, I believe Soros and Gates just purchased uh, a testing like a company, like a company that makes like testing for like different viruses, and that's interesting because the CDC, you know, is uh, going to be moving away from the PCR uh, test. So, and I think December. So that's pretty interesting that they're heavily invested in a new company that's going to be making tests for the COVID as well. Oh, so I wonder who owns that test. Oh, I thought you had a clip you were going into. That's why I was quiet. Oh, my bad. That's why I was quiet for a second. But yeah, um, so these, these to, to go ahead and, and go a little deeper in that is these companies, um, they provide the problem and they also provide the solution. And before the problem even comes to the public, they already have the so-called solution ready at hand. And it's always a way that they can profit off of you. So the, this whole PCR test thing that they're getting rid of the PCR test, which I think is great. But at the same time, I'm also like apprehensive about it because who, like you said, who is funding this new company that's going to have these tests and what is their agenda? Because it's probably not going to be far off. Yeah, that's exactly, it's not going to be far off at all. It's going to be, um, I, that's why, I mean, that's why I found it interesting that they're putting their money into that testing and it's changing at the same time. And you're like, Hmm, well, kind of sounds like a plan for them to dominate and monopolize the testing now. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. And um, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a great thing to get rid of this PCR test. Now we're going to be able to differentiate between COVID and the flu. But but like you you just pointed out is like, we can't trust any of these people because there's always agenda behind it, always. So this is, I, I have a feeling that this is just going to be a way to boost the numbers once again. Oh, for sure. This is definitely to boom the numbers. And like I said this, and I think like right before summer was starting, like right in the end of May, beginning of um, uh, June, that have a fun summer, they're going to pump it back up in the winter and in the fall. It's going to crank back up. That's what they want to do. They want to make it convenient how it's flu season too. Very uncomfortable for us. Yes, right in, in, in the middle of flu season, in the middle of where they can shake things up and make it look like it is what it like when they said there was a lot of deaths last year in July July the thing that people don't understand is July is usually a big death month for hospitals because a lot of medical students um, when they're interning and starting it's usually in the month of July they have a huge amount of new um, students uh, not students but um, graduates that are now practicing so that is going to affect uh, the deaths like that's going to make it way worse. Right. I didn't know that. That's a great point. I didn't know that. 
I got to give all praises due to No Agenda, man. I learned a lot from that show, man. That podcast, they're one of the best podcasts in the game, man, for a reason, you know? Let's see what we got right here. Look, little. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Look, we got an update from a good old fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, this uh, Nazi bastard wants to tell you how to live but your I life. Think people should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Because with freedom comes obligations and, uh, and, and responsibilities. We cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. When you affect other people, that is when it gets serious. It's like no different than a traffic light. We put a traffic light at the intersection so someone doesn't kill someone else by accident. So this is why we have a traffic light. You cannot say, no one is going to tell me that I'm going to stop here, that I have to stop at this traffic light here. I'm going to go right through it. Yeah, then you kill someone else, and then it is you doing it. <laughs> you bastard i was gonna do a get to the chopper joke <laughs> oh are you yeah that's awesome you gotta joke with it good old uh, uh yeah he's gonna say screw our freedom screw my freedom not screw you motherfucker because you know he's going around mask free and doing whatever he wants just like all these other elites that have had huge parties have had been to huge concerts been doing everything that we're doing so Having huge birthday parties. Yeah, it's it's just all of them. Shout out to shout out to fucking Obama out there, fucking practicing what he's not preaching. Yeah, they all do that fucking double standard of this is rules for me, but not for thee. Hey man, how long has Arnold Schwarzenegger been living in the United States? Because you would think by now that we'd be able to understand more than three words in a sentence. Yeah, you, I mean, but in all fairness, Stallone either. <laughs> he's been here for his whole life. Chibli, Chibli, easy ride. Not too many syllables. I got lightheaded there. Yeah. Look, listen, I still got the eye of the tiger. You know I think that? they're just brain went to mush. Like I don't know, maybe they were, maybe they were smoking the adrenochrome or something. <laughs> nah, they were injecting that shit with their steroids. Straight to the brain, man. They were taking that shit all. And and here's a little bit since Arnold makes it think that everything's so safe. There's a little report from Canada saying that uh, I think they said four times the amount of people died from lockdowns than from uh, COVID. From the actual virus. I'm talking about a recent Statistics Canada report that showed that more than four times as many working age Canadians died because of the lockdowns than because of the virus. So this is according to StatsCan. Between January 2020 and April 2021, 5,535 Canadians under the age of 65 died because of the indirect consequences due to the pandemic, while 1,380 Canadians in the same age group during the same period died from COVID. The lockdowns were deadlier than the virus for most Canadians. And that's not just Canadians. I mean, how many people ended up taking their life here in the United States because of the lockdowns? 
because they just couldn't handle it. The, the suicide rates were out of this fucking world. In in every country. Because remember, even Japan had a big thing about uh, the suicides in Japan was, like, really, really, really bad. Like, it it's unthinkable. And then, like, the overdoses, uh, also fear um, conjures up, like, it, it breaks down your immune system and it... It makes people think they're sicker than they are. People also didn't get to go to like uh, treatments to be, you know, that would or even regular visits that may have caught like an early stage of cancer or people weren't able to go to uh, chemo. Like there was a lot of because remember it was hospitals were closed at first, uh, except for so all what is it called? I can't think of the word now. Damn, man, I can't believe I can't remember it. Not like basically non-essential um surgeries you know like and that's like 80 percent of hospital revenues so they had hospitals had a lot of opportunities i mean a a lot of incentive to try to make money off of like getting positive covid cases because they needed the money because they were losing their revenue because 80 80 percent of the money was on select uh, selective surgeries or elected elected surgeries there you go where right. like you wasn't necessarily a life uh, a life-threatening thing couple more clips i don't know if you have anything that like uh uh that you wanted to jump in. i was just going i was just going through my stuff and um it, honestly it was just that trump song but if i played that then we would get into like another 45 minutes discussion so yeah no, and that was good though too like i like that like see like that's the back and forth that i like man you know just getting good conversation of different perspectives and then like seeing eye to eye a little bit like and seeing that like what is important but i'm a, i mostly see eye to eye with yeah. you bro but it's like I, I do have to add my two cents oh, in sure. on what I, I hold firm. Well, you know? that's what the beauty of it. That's like the point I think is like to show that people can have a good conversations with not agree on every single topic on every single aspect of life. Like it's all right. I got like, so what I got left in clips is I got a two, I got two global warming UN ones. And then I got a, uh, Biolab leak and vaping. <laughs> oh, ah, shit. Where should we go with the bio uh, biolab leaking first and vaping? Yeah, then we get into the vaping. That's gonna fuck me up because I just. No, I think I'm, it's I'm good like for it's uh, it's uh, talking about how like people that vape. I think because uh, there was a study that people have vaped but nicotine that it's helping people to not get COVID. <laughs> Oh, for real? That's what they say. So let's let's see this. Something really interesting happened in late August 2019. America's major bioweapons facility closed, Fort Detrick. So I'm not a I'm not a molecular biologist. I hasten to say, but I know a little bit about it. So when Fort Detrick closed here, I read this and I thought, what the hell is going on? I thought this is odd doesn't make sense. There's never been a bioweapons closure as far as I'm aware. So I thought, this is strange. Why is Fort Detrick closing? And I thought, they must have had a leak. They're not telling us. They're not going to tell anybody what, what happened. But then there was a vaping pneumonia epidemic. Has anybody in the room heard about the vaping pneumonia epidemic? Okay, one, that's good. So vaping is solution for electronic cigarette. And they had this outbreak of all these uh, young, mainly young men and women, with bilateral pneumonias, okay, 2,800 hospitalizations and about 68 deaths, 
and they were really sick. And when they did their CT scans, they had ground glass opacities. And these ground glass opacities are typical of COVID-19. Now, that doesn't mean they're diagnostic of COVID-19 because other diseases can cause ground glass opacities, but ground glass opacities, I can assure you, are typical of COVID-19. Now, one of my friends is a super expert on CT of the chest. I showed him one of these CTs. He looked at it on my phone. He said, oh, that's COVID-19, mate. And I said, are you sure? He said, oh, yeah, there's, there's a ground glass opacity. That's what we look for. And I said, but are you sure? He said, yes. Why are you asking me? I said, look at the date. He looked at the date, and it was September 2019. And then he looked around, and he said to me, where'd you get this? And I said, this is a CT scan from vaping pneumonia in America. And you know what he did? He said, well, I don't care. That's, that's COVID-19. And he just put the phone down and walked off. <laughs> so that was pretty amazing. Um, so I think they worked out that 90% of the vaping solutions come from China. Ordered online, they're posted direct. There were no vaping pneumonia outbreaks in any other nation. So Europe's got hundreds of thousands of people using uh, va- millions using vaping uh, products. And there were no outbreaks. Okay? No vaping pneumonia in any other country. So that's all very odd. And that all played out in the last six months of 2019. Because remember when there was that big push of where they were talking about all these people being hospitalized for vaping and that vaping was killing people and like all this stuff. And he's saying that like they're saying that it's the same what they look for for COVID and that maybe that either that he didn't really say, but it seemed like he left it in the air for this to us to speculate like, well, was it here earlier? Was this something that is it a bioweapon? It's like. So many different questions that, that we still haven't had answered, but it's pretty interesting. I thought it was a very interesting clip. Yeah, that is crazy, though. And if you, if you think about it, and if they're, if they're saying that that percentage of vaping products comes from China, like what a greater way to um, get their disease out. Um, but, I mean, I vape, and I've had, a COVID, I've had a COVID test, and it came back negative. Now we can't trust the PCR tests. like. Some of them are probably just going to come out negative no matter what. Some of them are come out positive no matter what. But, um, yeah, so I don't trust the PCR test, so that doesn't mean anything. But if we're vaping and we've been vaping for however long, then we have the antibodies. <laughs> yeah, right. But also, I don't know if you've heard, but you know, like how they have those quick tests that you can buy at the store and stuff. A lot of kids... And this could be also part of the case is and talking about kids is a lot of kids are pouring orange juice or I think it's Diet Coke or Coke onto the test. And it gives a result of it being positive so they could stay home and not go to school, you know, and then they get the two weeks. And then, like, yeah, that's a big thing that like uh, seeing on TikTok and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's kids are always going to I mean, like I get it. Like I was a kid, like I was doing stuff like that, like to try to get out of school. So, of course, that's going to be an element. Wow. Man, what kid was like, I wonder if I pour orange juice on this shit, if it'll give me a positive test. <laughs> yeah, they, they and probably he was stoned, I'm guessing. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. He was on something probably like, hmm, this is curious. Yeah, I, I the push for like all that, like I, I think that like we can I just put that as that that's a theory. You know, there's all kinds of different theories out there, like not saying it's a concrete. I think the most concrete is the the Wuhan lab. That's something in Fort, and that's what he talks about Fort Detrick, and that there's something going on there that 
there's not being told. And I mean, even uh, Rand Paul, I was glad to see Rand Paul. I didn't clip it because I know everybody had saw that. But the whole Rand Paul telling everybody, hey, uh, you don't have to comply. You don't have to listen. I'm back. Got low battery real quick. Um, we don't have to listen. We don't have to comply. We have to stand up and do what we have to do and live life and uh, help others to live life and go support those doors that go open. You know what I mean? That 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 are not having a passport, that are still staying open without a passport. For us to need a passport to go in, we have to support those establishments. And that is the way we get rid of it because people that are not going to get money. I only go to stores that don't make me wear thing. a mask. Like I will not, if, if, if uh, I walk into a store and they're like, you need a mask. And I'm like, I'm not going to put one on. If they tell me to leave, I'm like, cool. I'll yep, never come back. Thing. And that's what people need to do. Don't argue. There's no need to argue. That's fine. You don't want my money. Obviously my money's no good here. I will take it on somewhere else. And then you go somewhere else and you see an establishment that would treat you right. And you continue to do that. And I think we need to do that instead of fighting. Hey, that's their establishment. Let them do what they want to do, but don't support that. And also, Make it your uh, duty to also tell people, hey, don't go to that store. Hey, go to this store. This store is better. You know what I mean? Hey, they got they got better deals. They got better food. They they just throw it out there and and promote those stores and tell people to go that. If anybody's out there listening to and they have some free time, they're not coming. Put, put together a list of all these stores. You know what I mean? Put it online and, and pass these lists around and city to city to these stores that don't support that that we want to support and give our money to. Yep, one hundred percent, brother. So let's go. I want to get into this because we didn't get into this last week, but uh, I know it's uh, kind of old, but it's still important too. As 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 like to me, even more important than a lot of the things that people say. Like I know the election fraud and all that, but January six, January six is very important to me because I think it is the nine okay. eleven. They're even saying that actually, of this event to where they can usher in more control, like their new Patriot at their, they're, they're creating their new enemy. By nine 11, by nine 11, you mean false flag to create a new enemy. Correct. Correct. And if you just hear all these reporters, um, even when you heard like, uh, the testimony from some of the cops and they were talking about PTSD and I'm thinking in my head, like, look, there was some rowdy people. I've seen video. I've seen all the videos. I've seen some rowdy people fighting with cops. I've seen bear mace being let off. But for the most part, it was not some, it was like unruly, people unruly, uh, and they were fighting, and they, they're, they're glamorizing it as it was worse than it was. And Bro, but the actual insurrection, like the cops let them sure. in. They said, you can come in, just don't break anything, be peaceful. And it was all a staged fucking show, bro. And all these people you were talking about, like the trials and everything, these cops that you see up there talking about PTSD and shit, these motherfuckers are actors. The, they're paid. Yeah, are, I mean, not as far as like they have a job in the acting field, but I'm telling you that these are people that have been bought and paid off and they're up there putting on a fucking show. Give me a break, dude. You got these motherfuckers up there crying, these cops crying, I've never been called the N-word in my life. Fuck well, you, well, the problem is well, that they're going to play on that because that is what is going to get people's emotions. But what I'm saying is, like, there was no, at no time, well, first of all, they knew that this was going to happen. In 2006 or seven. there was a protest 
that veterans put together to protest against the Iraq war, right? And to get out in Afghanistan and all that shit. Guess what they did? They got the National Guard out there. They got extra police force. They had everything locked down. Why? When you knew months in advance that there was going to be a rally, that there was going to be, that you already knew there was tension and there was never a call for this. And and it's never addressed in, in any of these. There was. There was. They, they, they were trying to get there. Nancy Pelosi put an end to all that. She said, no, we don't need it. Yes, exactly. And, the, and then what's the reasoning behind that? And the, why is that not being questioned more? Because and we we spend so much money on you know why. Uh, homeland security, and you're telling me that they couldn't prevent this from happening? So, w- w- Oh, they 100% could have prevented it, but they're the, also the people that were putting it into place. Why would they prevent something that they're plus planning? Plus, there was... Uh, written documents of there was five psycholo like I don't know if they were there like that were in the uh psyop divisions at one point. You know what I mean? In one point in their military career they were in the psyop units and that that that's a telling. There was uh agitators, but there it's just more than that. There's just this push to paint that anybody that's patriotic, anybody that believes in America, anybody that is now the new terrorist. And I thought that this shit's crazy for me, a person that's right in the middle that doesn't like either side, right? A person that tries his best to decipher things and just call it how I see it. And the first time I seen this, I said right away, this is bullshit. This is nothing. This is what I kind of went like. I was like this. Man, I was, Man, just, I was like, just like at work, at work. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and I went to Twitter. Went to Twitter. I was all scrolling, man. man. It was crazy, it was crazy man. All I seen was, was like, like this, guy, this guy. He was, was like, like, no. And then they go, go in, man. Let him in, man. He was walking through the ropes, and then they stood behind Nancy Pelosi's desk. I don't know what happened. I just don't want to think about it. That's how everybody is is doing all these. They're just crying and and and, and, and making this tale. Because look here, I have Bill Maher. I don't know. I I've, when I hear that <clears throat> that date, January sixth, to me, it falls right in line with December seventh, mm-hmm. September eleventh, mm-hmm. November twenty second. Mm-hmm. Dates. You don't have to tell me or a sophisticated audience. That you don't have to explain that. We know what those numbers mean. I don't think half the country sees it that way. I don't think they see January 6th as that kind of date where I do now. I put them right together like they, a dark, horrible day in American history. Yeah, I don't see it that way because w- are you saying that, that we're just peasants and that we are to do what our rulers are, are tell us? Because how come we don't talk about, uh, I can't think of her name at the moment, but the chick that... Uh, threw the bomb into the uh, Capitol in 1983 that, that Clinton pardoned. Like, and then she's on the board of BLM. Oh, right. And, and now, yeah, now she's on the board of BLM. Yeah. What is her name? That's going to drive me crazy. But yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about and they don't bring that up, but you can go to her fucking Wikipedia page and it straight says anti or uh, former and terrorist. Now they want to make us terrorists. Now, whether you agree with people going into the Capitol or not, whether you agree that they should have been there or not, how are your eyes seeing something different from me? I saw people being let in. 
I saw people fighting, but like you always see people fighting. I see people fighting at bars all the time. I see people fighting at the grocery store sometimes. Like people just fight sometimes. And they were fighting with cops. Cops were fighting with them. Protesters were ag- uh, antagonizing cops. Cops were because there's a mix of different types of people. It's not like everybody's there. Everybody's there for different reasons. Just like in the BLM uh, 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 riots and protests, there's all kinds of different people. It's not just no, like no, that, but bro. Yeah, it is. Like uh, January no, sixth is not even no, half no, but, of that because you want to go what back I'm saying to those- it is. I'm saying that it is this part as where you're getting all kinds of different elements of like, there's some people that go to the BLM protests that are literally want to have equality and different change. And there's some people that go that are literally there to cause chaos. That that there's people that just are like, man, I'm just here to cause shit. Like there's people that go to every protest just to start shit. Like that's just what they do. Like they're that type of person. That's not necessarily on the same scale of the damage. I'm saying as far as different people, you're not getting everybody that has one train of thought like, okay, we're here to do this. People are just just there and rowdy and people were drinking you get idiots i'm just saying that there of course there was people fighting cops because they're dumb but for the most part there was no violent insurrection as they claim to me was there civil disobedience sure you could say that i I would be i would be okay with them labeling it that but an insurrection when people do not have weapons and to when people didn't come in there with like military style because if they did then they would be at war already like it's just bullshit they're saying that we are peasants and they are the rulers and you are not allowed in this house unless they allow you that's what that's how i perceive it they're saying that they're better than me that they can't they can do whatever they want. If they want to wear a mask, they don't have to. You know what I mean? But we better. Uh, if I say that there's going to be this fence, like, because come on, look what happened. They put a, a whole, like, military base surrounding them, and they felt like they were... Yeah, and that shit was up for so long, For too. what? You're public yeah. servants. Like, yeah, everything about it. And and to backtrack just a little bit, too, um, it, it wasn't even the most violent thing that we've seen all year. You want to go back to these BLM riots, like, in January 6th, did you see any Molotov, Molotov cocktails? Did you see fires? Did you see them flipping cars over? Did you see um, like them? Yeah, I guess some windows did get broken. But like, seriously, there was one death. Do you know how many? But I think that's part of that's part of our problem. And you're right. There was one death. And that was Ashley Babbitt. There was not like all the cops and, and tons of lives. But one thing that we also have to stop doing is we all all of us do this and i'm trying to stop doing this too is where we're like because then they say all oh, the insurrection and they go oh look the blm was worse than that and then they go oh yeah well when they you guys did and it's this back and forth of where we're it's still us attacking each other because the government the, the 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 elites are still fine right like when we're arguing over the blm that's why like because i know people that like went there that had good intentions i know people that want change and they want to do what they can and they feel like they're a part of something and i know people that went to uh january 6th i know i've talked to people that went there and they were in good intentions of wanting to invoke change of what they believed was the right change of what was going to do stuff so this whole idea is that they're trying to push us against each other to protect them like they keep getting further away from us as we keep fighting each other I see your point 100%. I wanted to go a little bit back and forth on certain events that is, it has happened, but I see your whole spectrum and I, I agree with you 100%. Now, I do want to touch back on January 6th because 
I feel like that could have gotten way worse if there wasn't so many patriots there that had good morals and good values. That shit could have got way worse than it was, right? But you had 99.98% of the motherfuckers there with good values and good intentions. And if that was any other type of a gathering and havoc like that started coming out, then you would have had a lot more savages and you would have had a lot more people trying to go crazy and the people that they are trying to paint against us, the, not us as in you, but us as in me as, as like um, Trump supporting Patriots, it's, it's a, it's the divide that you're talking about. Right. And it's definitely working. It's definitely working because the people on the Trump side are, they've, they've kind of had it with the people on the other side and and it definitely is like a, a wrestling match. So I I see where you're coming from, but how do we what is it gonna take for us to find a common ground and come together? What is what is that final it comes each person that 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 I I think it's on a personal level. It's that uh like I said, uh, helping like have you ever seen the movie Crash? Yes. Okay, like that movie is like a good example. Like remember like how he like uh, like sexually assaults that one lady and then at the end of the movie he has to save her life and she's like and it's such like so just put that in your head like everybody you meet that could be don't treat them bad because that could be the person that is the last person you see that could maybe saving you from life and death you know what I mean whether it no matter political party race culture that could be the last person between you and death right so I think if we put those perspectives out there and just really put that goodness out there and then those people will, will be more receptive to our message. You know what I mean? Because then they go, okay, I see that you have good intentions for you and for me, right? You don't want, you're not trying to use me to get your ultimate goal and then push me aside. You want to build with me. And I think if we could show more people that we want to build together, it's still a struggle. It's not like something that's going to happen overnight. But I think the more that we pass that around and try to show that we're we're here for each other more than the government's going to be here for you. Like your neighbor is going to help you before your government's going to help you. That's what's up, bro. I, I will say that you definitely made me think outside of my own box tonight. I I, I want to thank you for that. I definitely um, I'm I'm going to try to be more um, cognitive cognitive about how I'm looking at people and and judging them because I definitely do have that problem and. Uh, maybe I might even start trying to engage with these people that I'm looking down on at the moment and try to see them on my level as a human being rather than a sheep. Yeah. And then, and then you can maybe find better ways of even getting your message across. You know what I mean? Cause now you kind of are on their thought wave and like, Oh, this is why you think this way. And sometimes it's something simple like that they've had some traumatic event usually that causes them to lean towards something because it's something drastic, you know, like people are scared. And when people are scared, it's even proven that your, your common sense goes out the window. And a lot of people are in fear because they're so afraid of what's going to happen next. That's why you've seen so many intelligent people that have, you know, kind of fallen into these like Armageddon apocalyptic like uh, 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 movements where they're like, oh, the, er, the world's going to end in this date. And they like they wait for it. Right. They're super intelligent, but they believe it's so hardcore that 
they can't think of, they won't allow themselves to entertain any other thoughts. And that's what I get worried about a lot with everything. That's why I like talking to you because you're willing to, doesn't mean that you're, that doesn't mean that you're uh, um, changing your core of who you are. You're just being receptive of new information or things that you go, oh, that made me think a little bit different, right? And then you get to put that into your life and make it better or, or utilize it in a different way that may help you and improve your life, which in turn would improve another person's, which could improve, you know what I mean? And then you get that chain reaction. And I think that's the ultimate goal. And really, if we're talking about any good ideology or religion or anything of that sort of what everybody talks about, then that's what they should be about. If you don't like what I have to say, that is perfectly fine. You do not have to like anything I say. Do I say things that uh, are out of line? Sometimes, sure. Am I, am I, if you talk to me though, and you see me in person, you have a whole different aspect because I'm going to treat you like I would treat anybody, like human beings. And I think that's what we get back to. And that helps us propel into a movement of being able to like, no, we're not going to be uh, told what to do anymore. Amen, brother. A fucking man. It's a long way. I get it. I, I know there's a lot that we got to do to that. But there is a lot that I've seen progress because I've seen uh, um, like tons of people have different you know opinions and and have good conversations and i think we're having more of that i've had a conversation with the dude that was talking about communism i'm gonna try to get him on the um, oh yeah i remember that live that you on, were doing on the podcast and and it, it's it's good to have these conversations because there's different thought processes on it and why they think that way and i'm like okay that makes sense and what they believe is the same core value of treating each other good and having everybody live a prosperous life. And I think once we get everybody to that level as most as we can, if that's what we want, then then we'll get there. And maybe sometimes I think too, is maybe all this negativity we put out there, even including me, um, maybe that's why we manifest this bullshit sometimes. Like maybe if we put more good energy out there as much as possible, maybe that can really sway and shift things into our favor. I don't disagree with that at all. I definitely feel like if you if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, then everything that happens to you that day is going to piss you off. You're going to be in a bad mood. You wake up in a good mood and excited about the world, then everything is going to go your way. It, it almost always seems like that. So like the mindset that you put yourself in is going to determine where you are and in your own head. And so when these people are living with fear because it's being shoved down their throat, you can't really fault them for that because that's, that's something that's inside of them. And unless we are able to touch and talk to those people. And I, and like you said, the, the different opinions that you and I have, um, hopefully people listening to this podcast have a lot different opinions than just me and you. And, and um, we're touching some of those people and from your aspect from my aspect, uh, at the end of the day, bro, we want the same thing. And, and, um, that's unity, humanity to love one another and to be able to be happy. 100%. I agree with you 100%. And just like, that doesn't mean still go to protest, still go make your voice heard, still go into city council, watch who you're voting for, stay aware of what, uh, of election fraud, stay aware of things that are happening in the media 
keep educating yourself, but if it don't let it consume you to where you allow yourself to dehumanize it, because one that's what they're trying to do to all of us. They want us to dehumanize and devalue each other so that we're it's easy for something to happen to us, right? If something they wipe us all out and they're like, ah, those are all the unvaccinated people, or those are all those sheep, whatever you label them as, it, it it's that that like you said, desensitizing people to have these human connections. To where we're like, fuck them, man. I'm tired of their shit. But it's because we see all this. And I get it because we see all this animosity online. But we have to step back and go, that's not fucking real. That's not real. It, it, it has. Is it real that someone really typed it? Sure. Is it a real person that typed some of that shit? Sure. But it's not real as a real interaction of how people are, are meant to interact. So that's why you see wild shit. That's why people are carrying this online persona out into the real world. And we have to kind of like... Re- reel it back in and be like, that's not how we are. Bro, I'm, I'm super, super guilty of that. Like, I don't even talk to 90% of my family members anymore because I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, I've had enough. Like, you won't listen to me. You think I'm fucking crazy. And I'm done. I'm done trying to even have a relationship with any of you. But I fucking love them all to death. So then like, like you got to accept that like people are going to make decisions that are not always great for you. So you should just go, you know what? All I'm going to do is enjoy my time with them that I can because I love you. And it, it doesn't matter that you don't believe me. And if something bad happens because you made a decision that that is irreversible or if it's not, regardless of what it is, I'm still going to be there with you because that's what matters. Like they want us to to crush us is to separate us from our human existence, right? And that's what they want to do. And my thing is, that's why you should smile every day. That's why you should go on that trip. That's why you should go the extra mile and do things out of your norm that you would enjoy because that's the point. Every time you have a great day, that's a win for us. You know what I mean? Every time someone has a a, a, a great week, that's another win for us because this keeps spreading that energy and more people are going to... Because when somebody... When I tell a clerk that's having a bad day, nine times out of 10, there's always somebody that, you know, that you can't win. But nine times out of 10, when I tell a cashier going to buy something, I tell them a little joke and I crack a smile. They crack a smile and laugh. You just changed their whole day. Yeah, definitely. I try to do those little things as well. You know, I- yeah, and then and, and you're only being hard on your family, and this is what a lot of people is because you care about them, so it, it makes you like pissed, like, dude, I'm fucking do this, this could be bad, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, I totally get that. I'm the same way, like, we're all guilty of that, especially with family because you care so much that like people don't realize that it will seem a lot like people being mean, but in reality, it's that the way we kind of show our emotions sometimes is anger and, 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 and being mad because of the severity of what's going on. So that's going to happen, but you have to like reeling yourself too and just see that like, well, we're on the same level, like you said. And I think you will, cause you're, you're very open to having different dis- dialogues. And, and what it is, is we got to get out of these echo chambers of whether it's like somebody, cause there's these echo chambers of where they're like two different, um, ideologies, but they're just constantly talking shit to each other. You know what I mean? And those things, like, I think that it's not good for us to constantly be at war at words with people. Right. No, you definitely made me think tonight, brother. Not saying that this wasn't already in the back of my head, but just hearing it in words, you know, like, 
I've been guilty of a lot of a lot of uh, things and and hatred towards the other side. Not saying I would ever get violent on them whatsoever, but I definitely have been looking at people in a different light or lack of a light, I should say. And when, and but see, that's a perfect thing is that you had it in your head, and then sometimes we need, like, you hear it and you're like, all right, that confirmed it for me. You know what I mean? That 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 kind of like uh, set it all out. But it looks like we're close to almost three hours, man. We didn't, we we really yeah. How do we it. always do this? <laughs> yeah, we're we're good at it. we're good at what we do, man. So I think uh, we're probably gonna wrap it up, man. You got anything to plug, man? Like, uh, sh- get the people to go somewhere? Yeah, for sure, brother. Um, uh, check out my Instagram, uh, as always, white rabbit, uh, white with a one instead of an I and rabbit is with a T replaced with a seven. Um, you can check out my co-host. He is Jason Khan at white rabbit on Instagram as well. Um, we have a podcast. It comes out every Monday morning, um, on Spotify and Podbeam and soon to be Rockfin. Still not there yet, but that's in the works. That's going to be the new home. And when you hear this, I will have a merch store up. So I'll send you the link for that, Sean, if you want to throw it in. And you can also just go to my Instagram page and I have a link tree that will take you to everything that I'm a part of. And, you know, you can follow us at Kill the Mockingbirds on Instagram, but mainly right now you're going to want to go to Telegram, uh, Kill the Mocking Telegram. We're probably not going to be posting on Instagram for a while. We're pretty shadow banned and stagnant on there. So we're like, why go there? We're going to be on Telegram until we get our website jumping. You know me, I'm always lagging, but I got the album coming out, 9-11, Dystopian Paradise. Uh, got a song coming out with the homie Mikey Mike and uh, Ralph Nervous, uh, Code Red. Um God, I think we got a, a couple other things going on. Check out the music, Sean Chris, you know, on iTunes, uh, Apple and all that. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and I got a good uh, podcast coming out this week, uh, probably dropping Thursday, Friday with Isaac Weissop, man. Really good one, man. We uh, broke down one of his books and uh, he talked a little bit about uh, what's it called? Like, you know, the science being the new religion and, and, and aliens and Project Bluebeam. So it was, it was a pretty good conversation. Nice. I can't wait to hear that one. So uh, I think you know how we do it, right? Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up? All right, we're going to go out on this. Locked inside, so we drink the rum. Covid, come and we made to stay home. Put on the mask and no more fun. Covid, come and we made to stay home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally the dead bodies. Covid, come and we made to stay home. Take the vaccine and count more dead bodies. Covid, come and we made to stay home. Six times, seven times, eight times, jab. Covid, come and we made to stay home. Brew up more variants in the lab. Covid, come and we made to stay 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.